Shop at Acme and redeem your rewards points for free grocery items or discounts on gas at participating Exxon or mobile stations. Download the Acme mobile app or visit acmemarkets.com. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today's May 17th. It's Wednesday. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Sherelle Parker, a Democrat with a long political history in Pennsylvania, won Philadelphia's mayoral primary on Tuesday, likely setting her up as the city's 100th mayor and the first woman to serve in the role. 50-year-old Parker, who served for 10 years as a state representative for Northwest Philadelphia before her election to the city council in 2015, asserted herself as a leader whose government experience would allow her to address gaping problems with public safety and quality of life life in the nation's sixth largest city. She will go up against Republican David O. in the November 7th general election. The former city council member did not speak to supporters Tuesday night due to an emergency, according to her campaign. Unfortunately, Sherelle had a recent dental issue that required immediate medical attention mm. this evening, and she is currently receiving care at the University of Pennsylvania. Sherelle looks forward to celebrating with all of her friends and supporters and thanks all of the Philadelphia uh, all of Philadelphia for making history tonight, read a statement released on Wednesday morning. Heather Boyd won a seat in the Pennsylvania House of Representatives representing the Philadelphia suburbs, beating Republican Katie Ford for a vacancy created by the resignation of Democratic Representative Mike Zabel. Zabel quit the legislature in March, shortly after a lobbyist accused him of sexually harassing her. Boyd's win gives Democrats 102 seats, the minimum needed to control the agenda in the 203-member House. The state Senate has a Republican majority. Dan McCaffrey won the Democratic primary in Pennsylvania for a vacant seat on the state Supreme Court which is playing a prominent role in the in settling disputes over voting rights, abortion rights, and gun rights in the presidential background. McCaffrey will face the winner of the Republican primary for the seat in the November general election. Now, eight mail-in ballots were found uh, with a batch of stolen mail on Tuesday. Philadelphia police came across the mail thieves removing items from a mailbox in Northern Liberties. 20-year-old uh, Jabri Scott was uh, has been charged with theft by unlawful taking, receiving stolen property, fleeing, or attempting to elude police and evading arrest. This comes after police say they observed a Dodge Charger parked in the 1200 block of Fairmount Avenue directly next to a mailbox. We talked about this. Do, 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 would any of you use an on-the-street mailbox these days? Well, I mean, that's they, what they were saying, yeah, yeah. is that they were, trying, they were trying to urge people not to do yeah, that yeah. because of this reason. Yeah, so I'll go directly to the post office. And drop yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Police say the occupants of the charger were removing items from inside the mailbox. After noticing police were nearby, they fled the scene and a police chase began. The chase ended in a crash near 13th and Girard. Police say Scott was the driver and he was arrested at the scene. Meanwhile, the other occupants fled on foot. According to the commissioner's office, eight mail-in ballots were, cover, uh, were covered during, recovered during the arrest. Uh, they have since been handed over to be counted. This comes as uh, the United States state's postal service put out a warning telling people not to use their blue mailboxes as they become a target for thieves the postal service will be putting new electronic locks on 49,000 collection boxes the postal service received about 300,000 complaints of mail theft during a recent 12-month period this is more than double the number from the previous year one of the top golf clubs in the country is also accused of being one of the worst when it comes to including women. Pine Valley Golf Club has agreed to a $200,000 settlement over allegations that the club violated the New Jersey law against discrimination. The New Jersey Attorney General says the exclusive golf course, which Golf Digest recently named the number one course in the country. Wow. Oh, in the world. In the world. This says the in the country. I know, I know, but also the world. But. 
Continue. Uh, engaged in practices that prevented women from being members and gave few women the chance to be employees during the 110-year history. Pine Valley was restricting the environment to men in a way that ultimately we found violated our laws, said New Jersey Attorney General Matthew Platkin. Can you, Matthew Platkin, um, can you just, uh, like, overtly just say, this is just a men's club. You know what I mean? Uh, and I, then you just do do away with that stuff because there are, like... Well, they, there was more than that. It was the employees that were there. There was properties that are owned that they wouldn't right. sell to women. So it was more than just, this is a men's club, you can't come. Casey, there's a, uh, there's a club called Squires that yeah. is exclusively male. Uh, in fact, uh, the word is, is that... Um, they put the mailbox by the street so that female uh, male persons uh, couldn't drive onto the property. <laughs> and there was even a rumor that at one point, this is a rumor, gang, this is a yeah, rumor yeah. that uh, somebody had a medical emergency one time and they wouldn't let uh, uh, female EMTs on the property to well, come and help a person out. That's a little insane. I don't know if oh that's true yeah. or not, but what I'm telling you is a golf club lore. And yeah. I have heard that story bantered about, but I don't know if it's true or yeah, not. Yeah, I had actually heard one of the board members passed away. Way, and they were having a memorial service for him, and they gave like special dispensation to his wife. She was allowed to come on, say her words, and then escort it off the property as well. Uh, so I think wow. yes, I think there are some clubs that uh, that can allow uh, male membership only, right? Uh, but I don't think you can deny like employees no. and things like well, that. Well, and also it, it, it's based on who files a complaint. Like right, people yeah. started filing complaints about against uh, Pine Valley, and that's why it came to their attention, right. and that's why this all started. Uh, so, uh, let's see. According to uh, the terms of the settlement, Pine Valley must now post at least 75% of its job openings online and in local newspapers. Uh, its previous hiring practice was exclusively word of mouth, resulting in less than 4% of employees being women. Most of them were hired for jobs that don't interact with members. If I ever get to start my pretzel rod club, everyone will be ah. welcome, you know? <laughs> By the way, uh, Kathy, yeah, you're right. Uh, Golf Digest recently yeah, it's, had uh, claimed Pine Valley be the number one in the country. They have in the past that it's the number one golf course in the world. Okay. As well. <gasps> we have a number of them. Like uh, 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 Marion is in the top five or six, I think, as well in the country. It's amazing. Good place to play golf here. Oh, right? my yeah. God, yes. Uh, Pine Valley also has more than a dozen houses on site, and those houses were only sold or leased to men who were members. The only women who were allowed to purchase or lease the houses were the ones who were co-owned, the, who co-owned the homes with men. The club only started allowing women as members in 2021 as an investigation was launched. The settlement now requires Pine Valley to provide anti-discrimination training for all employees. It also prevents the club from enforcing a previous rule that banned male employees from wearing earrings. The settlement goes on to state that the club employees can not be hindered from dressing or grooming in a manner that corresponds with their gender or gender identity. You have to get rid of that sign that says no girls allowed with the yes backwards. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. He man woman hater club. <laughs> Pine Valley must also submit an annual report <laughs> including changes in employment and memberships to the Division of Civil Rights. Every woman a woman in the state of New Jersey who wants to participate there should be able to said Plaskin. See, in a world with Paige Peranic, I don't know why you'd want to. Yes, why you down. would not want <laughs> I mean, a female component to your club i mean come on yeah you know what though at like some point you're like yeah you don't want us to be there but i don't want to go there yeah Yeah. (laughs) like you said casey can you yeah you could have a club like that just on the level that kathy's talking about which is uh, employment opportunities and things that are you know hang on a second i have somebody who worked at uh at squires golf club uh hi jamie you're on the air good morning good morning how are you good what's up man hey uh so i just wanted to touch base with uh what you were saying about squires um before I was probably 16, uh, maybe a little bit younger, uh, and worked there 
um, in food service uh, and also caddying there. Uh, my cousins were uh, the assistant uh, pro there and then the uh, head chef. And I got dropped off there one time by my mom. And my cousin went, you know, went to say hi, and she got out of the car. And they literally pushed her back in the car, told her that she couldn't step foot on the property, <laughs> and made you. her leave. I'm telling you. What? Wow. I don't know. Wow, wow, it's wow. Insane. It's a little antagonistic. I, I have never seen this ever in my life. But it is, you are absolutely correct. They will not let women either... You know, use the facility, get out of the car, um, you know, nothing. And that, right, that right. was that was how long ago, Jamie? Uh, probably 20, 25 years ago. Right. Maybe things have lightened yeah, up a bit since up, yeah. then, but it's pretty wild. All right, no. thank you, Jamie. No? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, man. I appreciate the call. Wow. I it, It's funny, though. I mean, I uh, there are some guys that, that really subscribe to the, uh, the He-Man Club and yeah. no women allowed and all that stuff. I... I like having ladies around. Call yeah. me crazy, but I think I know, women but are there kind are, of fun. But man. there are men's clubs. There's women's clubs, and you know what I mean. It's like, actually fine. Yeah, it's a, and, if you and want it to do that, fine. And just on this level, that that they that on an employment level and things of that nature, well, you have to have opportunity. Yeah. If it's a women's club, there are males somewhere there. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, whether they're working like, or whatever. I mean, Hooters was you know like they, they only employed club. women as the the wait staff. I know that in the kitchen or whatever, and then like somebody raised this thing about that and. You know, again, like you, Kath, like, okay, I'm, you know, you don't, don't want like, men to work there, then I'm not going to work there. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how I feel. <laughs> All right, let's do sports this morning. <laughs> The Sixers fired head coach Doc Rivers. Rivers led the Sixers to the Eastern Conference semifinals in each of his three seasons on the job, but could not get them past the second round, including last season. Rivers had 16 straight winning seasons as a head coach, but lost for the 10th time in a Game 7, including five consecutive times. The loss to the Celtics also marked the ninth straight loss that Rivers lost with a chance to reach the conference finals. The Phillies lost their third straight game, falling 4-3 to the Giants what the last night. is this? <laughs> San Francisco. With a runner on first and two outs in the fourth inning, Phil starter Zach Wheeler got Joey Bart to pop up just behind first base. First baseman Cody Clements lost track of the ball in the air and a sliding attempt at a catch by second baseman Bryson Scott Stott was unsuccessful, allowing Casey Schmidt to score. The series wraps up this afternoon. Taiwan Walker will get the start. The first pitch is set for 345. In the NBA, the Western Conference Finals began with the Nuggets beating the LA Lakers 132-126 to 126 last night in Denver. Game 2 is tomorrow night. Tip-off is in Colorado at 8.30. The Eastern Conference Finals begin tonight with the Boston Celtics hosting the Miami Heat in Game 1. Tip-off is just after 8.30. And after beating the Colorado Rapids over the weekend, the Union are back home tonight to take on D.C. United. The match at Subaru Park is set to begin at 7.30. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kat. Actually, I'm looking over the text message and I see a very interesting text that was, was someone I was going to address later on, but if you can see it right now... I want to mention this. Somebody texted in and said, why is the moon that color right now? Oh. It's a thing known as the Da Vinci Glow, and it's only happening, uh, I think, this week and next week. I looked earlier to see if I could see the moon outside 
uh, the oh, window. Oh, is that what you were doing in here? Yeah, when okay. I came in earlier, and apparently it's just, uh, it's only a special time of year that something like this is happening, uh, and it has to do with the reflection of the sun off of the earth reflecting back to the moon. That's pretty cool. And right now we have a, just a sliver of a crescent moon, yet it's being illuminated by this reflection off of the earth, and it gets this really weird glow to it. Oh, so I noticed yesterday the sliver and, like, yeah. how thin it was. Yeah. Um, did you see? Did you see it this morning when you? I didn't. No, no, I didn't see it this morning. So I didn't read about it until I got here, and then I went and looked, and I thought it was cloudy. I couldn't yeah, really, it really, is. really tell, but uh, nonetheless, it's this uh, special effect, and you can only catch it uh, right before sunrise. Oh. All right. Well, we're up, or the hour before. Let me see here. Uh, you can spot the moon in the eastern sky during the hour before sunrise on Wednesday. That's today. Uh, and you can still catch it starting next weekend when the moon will be waxing or growing from a thin crescent toward a full moon and in the hour after sunset in the western sky. So uh, hopefully you got a chance to see it this morning because it's a, it's a rare phenomenon. That okay, I definitely want to see it. So it's called the Da Vinci Glow. So there you go. Hopefully answered your question, texter. All right, we welcome you to a Wednesday morning. And man, do we have a lot of things on our plate today. Uh, we're going to go live on Fox Good Day today. We do that as usual. We have a secret text word and a chance for you to win a pair of two-day passes to the Lost Highway Motorcycle Show and Concert. Uh, that's this Friday and Saturday at the uh, Pocono Park in Bushkill. And Leonard Skinnerd and the Marshall Tucker Band will be playing there. I think a man about Tom Bill Weston's going to that. That sounds like it's yeah. his speed. Motorcycles, yep. Leonard Skinnerd, Marshall Tucker. Whole deal. Bill Weston. Yeah. All right there together. All right, so we'll have a chance when text the word secret to 39333 in order to get on board. I need you to stop talking. <laughs> and speaking of music, uh, <laughs> Rob Hyman and Dave Wasikinen of the Hooters yeah. are going to be stopping by today. So we will uh, chat with those guys about their new music out. And we also are going to begin this today. The coolest teacher of the year contest. It is back once again, and it's a thank you to all the wonderful teachers in our area and around the world who help people mold young minds and yes. set them in the right direction. Those moldy and, minds. And lighten them. All right, so what we're going to do here in just a moment is we are going to draw a school, and we are going to give that school 24 hours, students from that school, to vote for the coolest teacher, and it's really easy. If you text word teacher to 39333, we'll send you a voting link. That's how it works. So, do we have the list of schools yes, and everything ready to go? All right, where's... Oh, boy. All right. You're, you're the main man here. Who wants to go first? You. you go first. Me. You. What's yeah. name is first on that title behind you? All right, all right, all right. So we'll do this. And by the way, there's a prize associated with this. I'll tell you what it is in just a moment. So, oh, so nervous. I'm going to reach to the very, very bottom. Go, go. I'm the, going deep. Two knuckles deep. All right. all right. We are announcing the first school chosen is Northern Burlington County Regional High School. I knew it. I knew that would be the one. In Columbus, New Jersey. So, Northern Burlington County Regional High School. Here's the deal about Burlington County, and uh, and they do research here at the radio yes. station. We have a huge pocket of listeners in Burlington County. This is perfect. It's All right. perfect. It's a great All way right. to start it off in 2023. Casey, it m- might be a coincidence, it might not be, but it's right next to uh, McGuire Dick's uh, Air Force Base. So, uh-huh. uh, there's a lot of uh, military listeners there, obviously, and that's where right where this high school is, right next All to right. The, the Air Force Base. Excellent. Northern Burlington County Regional High School, we want you to put the 
word out. If you go to school there, if you work there, whatever it is, let them know in the front office that your school has been chosen. Get it out on your socials. Spread the word. And here's what you need to do. You just text. Don't even send us the name or anything like that. Just text the word teacher to 39333. We will send you the voting link, and you take it from there. The coolest teacher will be announced tomorrow morning around this time, and you will win the official Preston and Steve coolest teacher coffee mug and a $50 Five Below gift card. And Preston, we encourage you to campaign, bribe, extort, do what you need to do. <laughs> yeah. Throw good grades at him if you yes, want to. Yes, hey, absolutely. You're a cool teacher, right? <laughs> that, what is cooler than a teacher that gives you... Good grades. All right, this whole thing is sponsored by Five Below. So, again, if you go to Northern Burlington County Regional High School in Columbus, text the word TEACHER to 39333, and tomorrow morning we'll tabulate all the votes, and then we'll announce the winner, and then we'll choose another school, and we'll keep this thing going. Uh, and I think we're going till June 8th or 9th or something along those lines. So, nonetheless, it's underway, and we are happy about that. So, get on it. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back in a second. The Entertainment Report is up, of course. So, stay right there. We'll be right back. Is your phone an app hole? You know, full of useless apps taking up space? Well, get rid of them and get the WMMR app. You can listen to us wherever you go, get important alerts, and so much more. Because, after all, the world needs less app holes. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. You've been making better decisions for your busy family for years. And now, little by little, you're making decisions for yourself. Like snacking a little better, going a little further, sleeping a little deeper. Acme's here to make that journey easier and even more rewarding with their new Sincerely Health platform featuring nutrition plans, prescription reminders, and more. Sign up in the Acme mobile app to earn up to $25 in grocery rewards. Visit acmemarkets.com health for more details. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Burlington County Regional High School in Columbus, New Jersey. That's our very first school, 2023, for the coolest teacher. So if you go to school there, text the word teacher to 39333. Uh, And we send you a voting link. You don't need to send the teacher's name, right, Marissa? Okay, yeah, because it says it on my little sheet here, followed by the teacher's name. We don't want to do that anymore. It's an updated sheet. All right, so text word teacher to 39333. Send me a link. So Burlington County Regional High School, Columbus, New Jersey. You're up for it. All right, stupid question. We're going to give away a $50 Bonefish Grill gift card. If you can answer this question correctly, Retsina is a wine traditionally made in which country? Retsina. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer to that. Retsina is a wine traditionally made in which country? Isn't that what they put in shirts? That's uh, Retsina. Very close. Uh, birthdays, real quick, and and I don't have time because we're so super late getting started, but I, I promised uh, Sarah Garvey, who emailed me in a story about her and Pierce Brosnan, 
to mention that Pierce Brosnan is actually a really nice guy. Oh, okay. All right. Said, we talked about him yesterday. It was his birthday yesterday. We heard word that he could be a jerk, but she was, waited on him one time, and he was super nice. He even helped a woman who fell down. I'm glad to hear that. He's so, James Bond. He's a big tipper and everything, so thank you. He for, farted in my face. And he farted in wow, Sarah's that's face. that's not good. But thank you, Sarah. We appreciate that. <laughs> All right, I'll mention the birthdays while we're waiting for the answer today. Being the 17th day of May, we'll begin uh, with an amazing drummer by the name of Bill Bruford. Band, yes. He was uh, the original drummer of the band. Love this song. Turns uh, 74 years old today. I remember when we had um, one time, well, actually the first time when we had uh, Mike Portnoy, who's one of the greatest drummers, rock drummers ever, and we talked about, because he and I were going to be, quote unquote, battling each other. <laughs> yeah. But we asked if, if anybody had ever bested him, and he said he got schooled by Bill Bruford really? one time. I yeah, so that's, that. that's how good Bill Bruford is. Uh, he turns uh, 74 years old today, so happy birthday, Bill. Uh, it's also Sugar Ray Leonard's wow. birthday today. He turns 67 years old, one of the, one of the great fighters of our time. And uh, good-looking dude, too. Good he, looking had, dude. he had that going for him. Wasn't he the Slam Man, dude? He was Slam Man. That was an exercise. You guys remember Slam Man? Yeah, I do. It was of a course. Full silhouette you'd beat the crap out of. Yeah, it was, a, it was like oh, a punching bag yeah. cap. Yeah, it looked like a human shape. And uh, and yeah. it had lights on it that would light up, and you would hit the lights. <laughs> uh, yeah, that came and went. It did very quickly. Uh, but he is uh, 67 years old today, Sugar Ray Leonard. It's Craig Ferguson. Hey! Birthday today, yes, the Scottish late night show host. I'll tell you what, I think they should bring him back. I thought he was great. He's great in the James Corden spot. That was his spot originally. That is correct. My friend uh, Phil used to work for Craig Ferguson, and then Phil ended up working with the Super Troopers guys. And um, he said, Steve, that uh, Craig could not have been a nicer guy. He was a really good boss, but that he got burnt out doing that show. Okay. And, and it really took its toll. Like he, when he left, he felt like he needed to get out of showbiz for a little bit. Oh, well, that's, that's good that he did what he needed to do because he, he was, he, and is very candid about his bouts with the alcohol, yep. yeah. uh, which he's in control of now and has been sober for quite a long time. So I'm glad to hear that. Uh, he turns 61 today. It's also Trent Reznor's birthday. Founder, frontman, Nine Inch Nails. And not only that, he he does movie soundtracks and show soundtracks, and he has found a whole other world to be creative and be successful in that. Yeah. He's been fantastic. Oscar winner. Yeah, that is correct. The social yeah. network, right? And uh, Watchmen, remember, he did that, yes. which oh, yeah. is pretty Excellent. wild, too. Uh, so Trent Reznor turns 58 years old today. Uh, then we have Hill Harper, actor. Plays Sheldon on CSI New York. There's so many just goddamn. I know. I don't know who he is. Sheldon, I, I of course. Probably, if I saw him, yeah. I probably would know who he is, but there's so many of those CSI shows. He's 57 today. Uh, Derek Hoff, Dancing with the Stars. And he is Julianne's uh, sister. Uh, brother. Brother. Uh, brother. Yeah. She is his sister. Uh, and he turns uh, 38 years old today. Did we ever have him by her? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah that's what I good dude. You, re- yeah. you can't help but like him. You don't want to like him because he's good looking and super talented. Yeah. So your natural jealousy kicks in. But he's yeah. he's a cool dude. Yeah, him and that guy. I think that guy Mark came in with him. I forget Mark's last name. Okay. Um, but I remember being Faustino. shocked at how... Uh, little, they, like how small yes. they were. Yeah, they are. They're yeah. always small. It's very rare that you find um, someone who comes in who exceeds your. It's much bigger than you thought. Yeah, you, it's usually smaller. Yeah, yeah. You're right. So he is uh, 38 today, and then the last birthday, a friend of our program, lead singer of the band Steel Panther, Michael Starr. Oh, yeah. Turns 57 years old today. This is a melodically. This is a beautiful song. Oh, yeah. Lyrically, it's hilarious. This is. Happy to pay. Hang on, let's hear what the next line is. 
This is uh, community property. All right, we got to get to the. Uh, is this edited? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh my god. My favorite hang on. I like to screw when I'm not on the road. Okay. That that would be pretty First off, they nail this the 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 ballads of that time. They nail everything precisely. And it's just wrong enough. Yeah. Were you gonna say case? I didn't mean to interrupt you. I, okay. I still just when they were in here and they performed in here, I I don't remember if it what if it was that song or what it was, but he made eye contact with me <laughs> and never yes. broke eye. It was and I kept like looking down. And I was laughing and I was like turning and I was looking at you guys. I was like, this is so funny, isn't it? And he never broke eye. Con- it was so awkward. And at the end, he was like, that was good, right? I was like, yeah. <laughs> I, was like I felt so awkward. You guys are super smart and yeah. fun and super talented. Maybe Pierre will do a uh, workforce block of yes oh. and, a, and then one of. Steel Panther today. Oh, be the Very best. Great. Uh, Michael Stars, 57 today. All right, we'll see if we can get an answer to a stupid question. Retsina is a wine traditionally made in which country? And we will go to our first caller in, and that is Chris. Hey, Chris. Good morning. Good morning, Chris. All right, so where will you find Retsina? What what country? Greece. Greece. Ah, Greece. Correct. Hang on, Chris. Where Greek people come from. We're going to give you a $50 Bonefish Grill gift card. Back for a limited time. Enjoy uh, Dine and Discover, a special three-course dinner for two. And it's only $45.90. You can explore menu favorites from the grill land and sea, including two salads, two entrees, and a shareable dessert. Visit bonefishgrill.com. Hallie Bailey. Spoke with Entertainment Tonight recently about starring as Ariel in the live-action remake of The Little Mermaid. The actress said she's grateful to be able to follow in the footsteps of Brandy Norwood and Anika Noni Rose for their roles in Cinderella and The Princess and the Frog. Uh, Bailey said that uh, Norwood was a studying point for her work in the forthcoming film. She said, I just watched how amazing she was in that role and how comfortable she was in her skin and how impactful to audiences and little girls like me who watched it. Uh, she said they're... Uh, they're are these beautiful black women pioneers who've done this before and been there for me to be able to say, okay, I can do this. Uh, Commenting on the viral videos of uh, young black children, watching her as Ariel for the first time, she said, it's been such a beautiful moment for me to be able to see the reactions of these babies. It makes me just emotionally overwhelmed, honestly, and I cry as soon as I watch them. I've not seen any advanced clips of this yet. Yeah, I have, and it actually looks pretty enchanting. However, the reviews are not so good. Not horrible, but like, okay, you know, but it, it looks pretty good. All right. Well, we will see. It's for us to judge. Arnold Schwarzenegger has opened up about his divorce from Maria Shriver in an interview with Hollywood Reporter, which was published yesterday. I'm done crying. Uh, uh, he said, it was my F up. It was my failure regarding why the relationship ended. Uh, speaking about the new show, FUBAR, Arnold said it's deliberately autobiographical since his character's marriage ends due to infidelity. In real life, he cheated on uh, Shriver with their longtime housekeeper, uh, Mildred uh, Benowith. The Predator actor shared that the pair's divorce was very, very difficult in the beginning, but eventually you move on. It was the stuff of all sorts of 
<clears throat> late night jokes, and I mean, basically, he didn't leave the house to cheat on his wife. Right. It was the housekeeper. As for co-parenting, uh, he said, uh, she and I are really good friends and very close, and we are very proud of the way we raised our kids. Even though we had this drama, we did ev- we did Easter together, Mother's Day together, the Christmases together, all birthdays, everything together. He said, if there's Oscars for how to handle divorce, Marie and I should get it for having the least amount of impact on the kids. The sweetness and kindness you see in them, that's from my wife. The was very sensitive. And he said the discipline and work ethic is from me. I want to see this uh, this series, this uh, documentary about him. It looks Ooh, pretty bar. interesting, yeah. Uh, it's a, okay, so it's a documentary. Uh, there's, a, there's, he's doing a dramatic series, and there is a documentary okay. on Netflix about his life. Yeah, yeah. that's that's not Fubar. No, yeah. Fubar's an, that's actually, Rebar. It looks like a comedy, and it's on Netflix, and it starts on May 25th. And, and we watched that video yesterday with Burt Kreischer uh, and Fortune Feimster's in it as well. Fortune Feimster is in this Fubar show with oh. Schwarzenegger. Okay, uh, Jane Fonda shocked Andy Cohen on Watch What Happens Live Monday when she shared that she once. Saw Michael Jackson naked. She said, I have stories for you, kid. We don't have time. And then she told Cohen while playing a game titled Plead the Fifth, in which guests are asked three questions but can only plead the fifth on one. Uh, First, Fonda shared that she turned down French director René Clement earlier in her career. She said he wanted to go to bed with me because she said the character uh, had to have an orgasm in the movie. Uh Uh-huh. I'm you can't that fake was, that. I'm, th- I'm assuming that might have been Barbarella. I don't know. And he needed to see what my orgasms were like. Oh, okay. He said it in French, and I pretended I didn't understand. I think the director of Barbarella was Roger Vadim. Who no, of course she would know that. Yeah, married too, yeah. Uh, then she told Cohen, <laughs> I saw Michael Jackson naked. Wow. Yeah, she said, Hey. He came out and visited me while we were shooting on Golden Pond. Look at my penis. And I had a little college right at a cottage right on the lake, and it was a beautiful moonlit night. God damn, what is that? And she said, she explained that Jackson wanted to go skinny dipping, and she said, I think because he knew he was going to die young, and I would talk about him being naked, she joked. Norman, it looks like he has a prawn between his legs. <laughs> uh, but she said uh, he was really skinny. Well, of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And what, no, no uh, comment on size. No, bizarre nature. Nope. Just Anything. About the fact that he was skinny and naked, and that's it. But she saw, dear God, Michael Jackson down on the lake. Put that thing away. Naked. So uh, it must have been interesting. For yes. Her. Yeah. Because uh, he was usually the, usually the butthole is what got shown. That was his thing. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. So, uh, the voice of Bart Simpson, Nancy Cartwright, has been awarded by the Church of Scientology for donating over $21 million to the organization. So, you remember years ago, she had a had done a, like a voice greeting for, I don't know, maybe the main Scientology center in, um, the, maybe the Celebrity Center in Hollywood. But, um, so you would hear her doing the Simpson, Bart Simpson, and they put a stop to that. Uh, she was awarded a trophy for reaching uh, Patron Excalibur with honors level status. I want to get that status. A patron. <laughs> uh, last year, Cartwright was photographed at the event at the Fort Harrison Hotel in Clearwater alongside Scientology CEO David Miscavige. Who's, who's kind of fallen off the earth for a while. He had, yeah, he was uh, in hiding. So uh, I was reading this story, Preston. She, so she gave away all that money, but she herself lives pretty modestly. 
Well, and and kind of that's what they do, man. Yeah, you, you turn over a majority I, of what you make. That's crazy. Uh, speaking in the new issue of Scientology's Impact Magazine, Cartwright said it was the most beautiful acknowledgement I've ever received in my entire life. Oh, she's happy. Uh, she converted to the church in 1991. She previously defended the church after the documentary title "Going Clear" was released in 2015. Uh, backing the church, Cartwright had said, that movie, I don't know what to tell you, it's called Prejudice. Uh, it's very irresponsible reporting. In 2007, she was awarded Scientology's uh, Patron Laureate Award because uh, she had donated $10 million to the church. Her donations in 2007 topped those of some of the biggest Hollywood names in the organization, including Tom Cruise. So. Tom is at what? What level is he at now? Is he a is he a Thaden first level or whatever? I think he's right be, right below LRH at this point. Yes. Yeah. So in 2019, she was reported to have reached <laughs> Diamond Laureate with honors, reflecting wow. that she had given the organization about 17.5 diamonds, 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 million dollars. Yeah. So. Uh, this was interesting, Preston. I didn't know this. The reason, one of the reasons that she joined the church is because she started dating this guy named Stephen Brackett. Uh, and uh, you're talking about 2007, 2008, and the donations that she made. In ter- 2008, this guy that she was going to get married to uh, jumped to his own death, committed suicide oh by jumping God. off Bix- Bixby Creek Bridge, which is in Big Sur. I actually drove across it last year. Oh, I know year. that bridge, yeah. yeah. It's a really famous bridge. You see it in, in stock photos of California all the time. Yeah. I wonder if that had anything to do with um, the church. I mean, that's just pure supposition on my, yeah. on my part. but. Um, you know, it was right after uh, they started getting together, and he was in that church as well. So she is she's about as deep into it as you can possibly. Twenty four million dollars. Yeah. So uh, that's a lot. We of, could have had that. A lot of a lot of cash to be handing over, but she's she gladly does that. Yes. Peace is on. Megan Fox is on a never-ending quest for self-love. The 37-year-old actress... Uh, one I just the, did that last night. ...is one of the cover stars for Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition, where she revealed that she struggles with a mental health condition which causes her to think negatively about her appearance. She said, I have body dysmorphia. Well, that would also... She's had a number of procedures, so that uh, would be in line with that. She posed nearly naked in a silver chain-link bikini with metallic pieces dangling across her body as she kneeled in the ocean for the cover shoot. Uh, she said, I don't see myself the way other people do. Uh, there's never a point in my life where I've loved my body. Never, ever. She said, when I was little, that was an obsession I had, like that I should look this way. And she added, uh, why I had awareness of my body that young, I'm not sure. And it definitely wasn't environmental because I grew up in a very religious environment where bodies weren't even acknowledged. I like how she has the Taco Bell menu tattooed on her side. Yeah. Look at her. What is that down her side? You can. Is- I can't even... Yeah, no, no, some, that's the, it, is it writing? It looks like writing. Oh, are you weren't talking about the outfit? No, yeah, there's there's a, clearly some long, oh. something long. Yeah, she's got some text. Yeah, you know, on the side of her, her rib cage. I just naturally assumed it was a menu. Taco Bell menu. Fox is using her <laughs> struggle to get that for strength and knows that uh, she'll face the challenging a challenge of liking what she sees in the mirror for the rest of her life. She said, "The journey of loving myself is going to be never ending." Oh, she, she uh, scrubbed her Instagram account. There's no posts on there at all. What's what? Uh, okay. So, and she has twenty. Uh, plus million followers. Do you think um, that happened, Nick, after the uh, the whole infidelity thing? That, yeah, uh, probably. I mean, with, uh, sometimes people like to start fresh on Instagram, especially celebrities like that when they go through a breakup. Yeah. At least on life, you got your Taco Bell tattoo, you're good to go. Yep. Uh, last month, Justin Long and Kate Bosworth confirmed reports that they were engaged. However, on a recent episode of a uh, podcast, Long referred to Bosworth as his now wife. 
speaking with uh, Kira Sedgwick about the film Barbarian, he said, I was there while I was, uh, like, really falling in love with my now wife. Hmm. Uh, she came to visit, and I had never been comfortable with set visits. I like to separate the relationship, but yeah, I loved having her there, and we just had the most magical time. So apparently, they're married. All right. Okay. They, I they, like those two. They kept it uh, very, very quiet. So good for them if that's uh, what the goal was. Uh, after years of teasing that it would happen, ABC has finally given the green light to its long-awaited senior citizen season of the Bachelor. Wow. Yeah. I love you. This fall. We are pretty much there. <laughs> yeah, shut up. Shut up. This fall. You ate your rose. This fall, one lucky older man will embark on a journey to find love, flipping the former of the Bachelor franchise, which for more than two decades has starred 20 something and barely 30 thir- <laughs> something singles. Why don't you take that bony claw and do something with my junk? The new series will be called The Golden Bachelor. Yeah, I want a golden shower. Uh, the leading man has yet to be announced, and uh, his cast of female suitors will be announced at a later date. So we're assuming by bachelor and bachelorette levels, these seniors will be, what, like in their 50s? Oh, I don't you know. They're going to go 80, are they? I, I well, poop myself. I, I don't know, Steve. The way this is, listen to this. So it's ABC describes a new series as showcasing a whole new kind of love story, one for the golden years. The network synopsis says uh, a hopeless romantic is given a second chance at love in the search for a partner with whom to share the sunset years of life. All right. That sounds like older than 50 to me. It does. Uh, the women so arriving... Maybe a nursing home. Uh, the women arriving in the mansion have a lifetime of experience, living through love, loss, and laughter, hoping for a spark that ignites a future full of endless possibilities. Uh, in the end, will our golden man turn the page to start a new chapter with the woman of his dreams? Instead of a rose, he hands out a rose-colored adult diaper. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, execs behind uh, The Bachelor have been hot on the idea for a senior citizen bachelor season for quite some time, but the series has been... Waiting on the back burner for years, and it seems that the writer's strike uh-huh. pushed ABC over the edge as the network is now leaning heavily on unscripted content. So I'll tell you where uh, this this could be the kind of thing that if they do it right, could have could sort of catch people up because if, oh, yeah. if they're recognizing in these people, you know, the people who are like their grandparents or whatever, it could work. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, if they it, do it, it right. can't be, you know, like that. I don't know. We'll see. We shall see how it plays out. Uh, this is a terrible, well, it's not, this is just sad that this exists. So, in an interview with The Guardian published on Monday, uh, Matilda star, Mara Wilson. Yes. The little girl. Love her. Yeah. She's in Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. yeah. Cute little lisp and yeah. everything. Uh, she was in the remake of uh, Miracle on 34th Street. So, she opened up about the harrowing experience of being sexualized as a child actor. <sighs> she said, I had people sending me inappropriate letters and posting things about me online. And she added that her photo was superimposed on other girls' bodies on porn sites. Oh, and she geez. said, I made the mistake of Googling myself when I was 12 and I saw things that I couldn't unsee. 
Uh, she also said... Uh, a friend of mine has seen stuff like that. It's disgusting. Wilson also said uh, members of the press would ask her if she knew what French kissing was or which actor she thought was sexiest, you know, at that age. So she's saying... That's terrible. She was aware it's, of it that. terrible, yeah. And and just was like... And now looking back on, that's that was wrong. That's yeah. not right. That's messed up. So um, I thought that was interesting. But How I, old is she now? It's a good question. Yeah. Don't really know. I would imagine she's... Probably in her late 30s, early 40s. That's yeah, a wild it's been guess. a while, right? Yeah. So, I don't know. All right. And then, uh, finally, we'll do one more story and wrap it up. On a recent episode of his daily Canon talk show, Nick Cannon explained that he thought writing handwritten messages from the heart for Mother's Day this year would be a special way to celebrate the mothers of his 12 kids. That is... Until he mixed up the cards. Uh-oh. He said, when one baby mama reads the card about how I feel about the other baby mama, uh, he said, see if I would have to uh, just gotten some generic stuff that everybody else got, that wouldn't have happened. So, What, did you want to complain? There are so many mothers that he, that on the Mother's Day, he is sending the wrong letters to the wrong mother. I think what he needs to do to handle this the right way is set up a temporary post office oh, himself. That's a good yeah, idea. To make sure all the yeah. mail goes out to the proper uh, baby mamas. Yep. All right, we're ready for some clips here, gang. Uh, Javasia Leslie takes on a new role in the female-led thriller called Double Life. And in this clip, she talks about her experience with that. When I first read the script, I, I love thrillers. I grew up watching thrillers. Honestly, I would prefer thrillers over any and everything, especially psychological thrillers, because there's twists in the movie. Um, and then it's a female-led thriller. I wasn't someone's you know, plus one, like we were each other's plus, like we, it was, it was plus two all the time, you know, like it was so much fun to leave that film with another woman. Double rainbow. Oh my God. Double life is available now on Apple TV. And here's our next clip. The 10th and final film of the Fast and Furious series is here in Fast X. And here, Jason Momoa talks about working with co-star Vin Diesel. He's wonderful and he's fabulous and he's fun to be around. And then, you you know, the moment they go action, it just switches into dominant. Like, oh, wow. And the voice hits and it's everything the cadence hits. And, and he just gets, uh, it's, it's just different than who he is. And I really enjoy, I enjoy both. I, I enjoy watching him play Dom and I enjoy Vin as, you know, running and, and, and having responsibility for this franchise for 20 years. So it's impressive. Shut the that voice. Uh, Fast X. <laughs> it's theaters on Friday, by the way. Uh, you have the most... I, I don't think it's possible to have any more testosterone in a movie uh, than what I'm seeing in this. Yeah. And I think they're doing a cool thing, from what I can gather with most Momoa, is that they're making him a uh, comic relief a little bit. Oh, really? Yeah. All right. Yeah, that'll play well with him. Yeah. He can definitely do that. He should have a drink, Steve. Like a mimosa. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa. I like that. All right. Uh, we have some stuff to get to. Uh, so we're going to take a break. Don't forget we're going live on Fox Good Day this morning. We have a secret text word today giving away tickets to uh, the, in fact, their two-day passes for the Lost Highway Motorcycle Show and concert this Friday and Saturday in Poconos, Bushkill. And uh, Leonard Skinner and Marshall Tucker Band will be playing there. So text word secret to 39333. Our coolest teacher of the year, the first school that has been chosen, Northern Burlington County Regional High School in Columbus, New Jersey. Just text the word teacher to 39333. And we're also going to have Rob Hyman and David Wasikin into the Hooters in the studio yes. today. We'll be back in just a second. Hang out with us. 
This weekend, 93.3 WMMR begins our celebration of Preston and Steve's 25 years together. Listen as we recall a quarter century of stupid stunts, A-list guests, legendary live broadcasts, and charitable events that have made our mornings in the Delaware Valley better. Congrats on 25 years, guys. From 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks your mornings. Uh, There was an interesting story I saw this morning uh, concerning a phrase that I had no idea that was trademarked. Uh, And here's the story. America's biggest Mexican-inspired fast food chain is seeking to cancel a competitor's decades-long trademark. On May 16th, Taco Bell announced that it has filed legal petitions to revoke a trademark on the phrase Taco Tuesday. What? Uh, yes, exactly. It was I, theirs? No, it was not theirs. They're, no. tra- they're trying to free it. Right. Oh. They want to use it. Oh, got it, got it, got and it. And they can't use it because it's trademarked. So uh, they had... Does that blow your mind? Weird. They had written... Uh, uh, let's see here. I lost my place. Um, Taco Tuesday, this action to liberate the phrase takes direct aim at the trademark holder, rival Mexican-inspired chain Taco John's, which I'm not familiar with because it's primarily in the Midwest and mountain regions of the United States. Never heard of it. But they apparently hold the trademark for Taco Tuesday. I want to say the news report I saw, I don't have it in this story here, was in like, uh, I don't know, 30-some-odd states or something like yes, that? Yes, yeah. Uh, New Jersey is not one of them. I know. It's kind of a, wild. A different uh, group holds the trademark for Taco Tuesday in New Jersey, I want to say. This makes my mind real because, first off, uh, I, what is the... Are, they've they've trademarked it, but where does it originate from? Well, I have the history oh, here. There you go. Uh, since 1989, Taco Tuesday has been registered as a trademark, creating potential legal consequences for those that want to use the phrase... Uh, Taco Bell goes on to say that it has filed legal petitions to cancel the federal trademark registrations for Taco Tuesday via the USPTO Trademark Trial and Appeal Board, which handles appeals involving applications to registered marks, uh, trial cases involving applications of current registrations, and other matters. So uh, let me let me tell you what uh, Taco Bell's complaint is, and then I'll give you the history of Taco Tuesday yes. real quick here. It's Taco Bell writes... Taco Bell believes Taco Tuesday should belong to all who make, sell, eat, and celebrate tacos. How can anyone live mas if they are not allowed to freely say Taco Tuesday? It's pure chaos. Uh, They said that it's not seeking damages or trademark rights for Taco Tuesday phrase, but seeking to liberate it for common sense uh, to, yeah, for common sense for usage of a common term, essentially freeing any company to use the phrase as they please. Uh, the phrase Taco Tuesday and who lame claim to it, uh, to its use, has quite a lengthy history. A September 2018 Thrillist article investigated the phrase origin and found that the first true documented use of the term Taco Tuesday was all the way back in August. It was on August 20th, 1973. When the phrase stop in on Taco Tuesday appeared in South Dakota's Rapid City Journal, later appearing as promotions for restaurants in Kansas and California in 1975 and 1976. And so he came in the way of an advertisement? Yes. Okay. For, for a particular chain or a particular restaurant that doesn't exist? It doesn't say. that was, <laughs> okay. It was in South Dakota's Rapid City Journal and it doesn't indicate that. Still, 
Taco John's earliest Taco Tuesday, but it's technically spelled Tuesday is spelled T W O S C A Y. Hold on, hold on. Okay. The usage appeared on December second, nineteen seventy nine, uh-huh. in Indiana's Longsport Pharaohs Tribune. And from there was granted a trademark for the phrase in 1989, defending against others using that phrase in the time since. <sighs> so, uh, and for me, it became popular with a movie, and I can't remember what movie it was. It wasn't the Lego movie. I know it was used in that, but it was before that. And I remember I got a T-shirt from the movie, said Taco Tuesday, but I forget I forget what movie was it was. It, I, who was a fan of, well, um, Deadpool's Chimichungas. Uh, who, who's, who's a big taco fan in movies? Well, I, I know. I feel like it was like Garfield likes lasagna, <laughs> like yeah. a Will Ferrell movie, or like it was. It was some sort of comedy, right? And um, it was it was like a prominently was used, used yeah. yes, in the movie. Okay, and then that's where it got on For your me. Radar. Like that's, and then we just started Taco Tuesday like all the time. I've always thought, yeah, I, I never thought about the origin of the phrase. It's just something that always seemed to make sense to me, and I've we've long celebrated Taco Tuesday. You know, uh, that, that's that's a given. Yeah, uh, but. Uh, the in this case, it's an ad slogan, but I, I've never understood um, how certain things can be trademarked and how often they're acted upon when people. So, in other words, someone casually blurts out Taco Tuesday, or even we're broadcasting or whatever. Um, where's the delineation between having violated the trademark and not? I think it has to do with uh, advertising or, or using right. it for selling products. Right. Uh, for trademarking. The other thing that always confuses me, Steve, is the difference between a TM and, and the copyright. So right, the, the right. little TM next to us. And I remember years ago, Billy Joel copyrighted his name. Uh, and, and I don't know why. But if you bought a Billy Joel record, there was that little C with a circle around it after after his name. I want to trademark Monkfish Mondays. And I think that <laughs> well, will take off. Isn't President Steve... Copyright? Yes, we are trademarked. Yeah. Copy, yeah. Copyrighted? I don't know if we're trademarked. We are or in the parliament. They I think don't even know. <laughs> it's one or the other. I don't know. We pay for it. That's well, all I know. Absolutely. It and our crack legal team calls us up and says, "We can... are we trademarked or copyrighted?" Actually, no. the The legal team does contact us from time to time. They'll say, "Hey, so and so is trying to sell yeah. uh, these things with your name on it." And then they will serve them a cease and desist order, or they will, uh, if they need be, they'll follow up with legal action. Yeah. yeah. Believe it or not. <laughs> Yeah, believe it or not. <laughs> oh, yeah. You won't... Pat, so Kathy fun. laughs as if there's not a huge black market for, <laughs> for, for knockoff President yeah. Steve right. But, Kathy, I don't know if it's copyright or well, trademark. it's registered. 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 There's a of third. Course. So it's the R with the circle around it. That's it. And if you go to PrestonandSteve.com, uh, you can see the words Preston and then the ampersand and then oh, Steve. Yeah. And then right after the Steve, oh. there's the little R with the circle. Oh, that's what that is. Oh, it's registered. So, you know, <laughs> when, we, that's what you pay when for. we split the bill on that lawyer's... <laughs> Uh, the, yeah. yeah, that's what we're paying for. That's what that's for, the little R. You guys well, want to go have you some lawyer? Yeah. Does, Absolutely. Does it protect you in any way? Absolutely. No, no. <laughs> you didn't even hear my question. Does it protect you in any way, like, if you were to, if, if the show were to go somewhere else, like... Yes, uh, is or that not. is that what it's protecting you so that you take your you you own your name, not WMR yeah, doesn't name. own it. Exactly. Okay. And, and, and That's part of it. And maybe not. I, and, then, and you're not really go. sure. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Yeah. No, but yes. that's why we, you know, the experts. Yeah, if for some reason we, uh, you know, had to part ways with the company and go somewhere else. And if they wanted to be sticklers about it, they could say, you can't use the Preston and Steve show because we've used, it was used here for X And when we years. say Preston, we think we're protected. <laughs> we have a little R. We, let us ask, let us yeah. ask our wives. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, so that is, yeah, it's it's part of it because we built yeah. 25 yeah. years building a brand. Absolutely. We're not just going to blow it all away for nothing. That's why we're so up on our status. Speaking of that, oh, we God. have uh, we have our 25th uh, anniversary party coming up at Keenan's in North Wildwood. And we have found out that we have, uh, for those who are in attendance, as long as they last, we are going to have uh, hundreds of of special Preston and Steve 25th t-shirts Ooh. that we are going to be giving away to people that morning. And we have the new logo if you want to see it on PrestonandSteve.com. I think it's terrific. It yeah. looks fantastic. So. And, and that's registered and trademarked. Uh, yeah. It's not. There's we actually no... stole it. Do you know how the logo came about? But we're giving it away. <laughs> um, I'll answer my own question. Um, Greg Monahan woke up in the middle of the night and had this idea, wrote it down on a piece of paper, and then went back to bed. Like, that's, like, it came to him in a dream, essentially. Did he uh, contact the legal firm of uh, Claire and Rochelle Incorporated? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're going to be, they're gonna need to work out the paperwork on I, this. So. Sometimes the mail arrived, they're going to go, what's this? <laughs> yeah. And then just uh, and just hand it to it's it's like it's like when you hand your report card when you're a kid to your parents. What does this mean? I asked Preston a, uh, a business-related question last <laughs> week, and Preston was like, um... Rochelle's in Italy, so... Yeah, I don't know the answer. <laughs> Wait till she gets back. Yeah. Uh, by the way, LeBron James. Yeah, I know. Uh, he attempted to trademark the phrase Taco Tuesday in 2022 because he does on social media these weekly, you know, uh, taco night celebrations with his family. Oh, he yeah. yells, it's Taco Tuesday. What? It's... Uh, I, I, I hate it. I can't say... And I love LeBron. I, I think he's the GOAT. But, like, he does this thing. He's like... Ay, 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 <laughs> like every time he does it, what is that? It's cringy. It is so cringy when he does it. Um, and uh, and then he, I, I remember, it, it was like a year ago, maybe two years ago. He thought he was going to be able to trademark it. Yeah. Like, he lost like, something. He had come. I know, right? Uh, he was denied by the USPTO on the basis that Taco Tuesday is quote a commonplace term. And according to James's lawyer at the time, this outcome was the goal all along. So, well, he needs to see. Here, here's his problem. Interesting. Preston, he's not up as up on the law as we are. <laughs> yeah. Your wives are. yeah, that's it. So, but <laughs> listen, no, he, he, needs a, he needs to talk to our wives. <laughs> no, but listen to that. Listen to the, uh, uh, the, the dichotomy here. Yes. Because if, if somebody owns Taco Tuesday, yet the USPTO is saying that. He was denied it because it's considered a commonplace term. That's, that's, a, that's contradictory. contradictory. Yeah. I, ah, I submit to you. Gamble? You're out of order. This whole Taco Tuesday's out of order. Uh, so how, does, how can that possibly... That is a direct contradiction. Yeah, Either it, This is saying it's common use. Is, is, the, is the issue because it, it goes to the brand of LeBron James? I don't know. Ex post facto. Where are wives? Yeah. Here's one that I had forgotten about, and a listener just uh, texted in. Um, so when oh, football yeah. players talk about where they went to college, and when they're doing, you know, if, if, if Casey is, joins the uh, the uh, Eagles and they do a little preamble at the beginning where they have a video, Casey would say, the Ursinus University, right? Or Ursinus College. Oh. Um, but Ohio State literally trademarked and won a lawsuit. For the word "the," because oh when God. people would come on, and they, if they, if Steve Morrison went to University of uh, Ohio State or Ohio State University, and you came on and you did a little thing, yeah. you would always say "the Ohio State University," and Ohio State won that trademark. In, yes. in the in the minutia that is the law, I remember there was, and I, I won't go into specifics, but Preston 
with this stuff and how things are represented and a, and a the and an a or unreal. There was literally a semicolon person. Do you remember this mm-hmm. in a contract that we had? I'll remind you. Oh uh, yes, that, yes, that yeah. like like it changed things it massively. Yeah, and worked in our favor. Yeah, yeah. That's why a lawyer <laughs> is a very good thing to have if you're if you're dealing with um you know. Uh, business details yeah. like that. Is that um, why yesterday was the uh, anniversary of our show and not um, some point in August? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Okay. I uh, will refer you to our wives. <laughs> uh, so, I forgot what I was going to say. Yeah. I'm going to go to a phone call then. Let me go to Eric here. Eric, good morning. Hi. Sorry about your work. It's okay. <laughs> What's up, Eric? Hi. Uh, I just want to say that I think you mentioned Taco John's has only 49 of the states and not New Jersey. Uh, I don't know if it has 49, but New Jersey is one of the ones it doesn't have, yes. Yeah, so I actually saw in an article, I think it was Philly Voice, yep. that the 50th at uh, New Jersey, it's a bar called Gregory's ah. in Summers Point. Okay. And, and if I saw that New- Gregory's actually had it trademarked first, but didn't re-up it in time or something like that, okay. and Taco John's came in for the rest of the country, but... Uh, Gregory's was able to keep theirs. They were able to keep it. Okay, so they they own Taco Tuesday in New Jersey. That, that stuff could get crazy. I didn't even know that was statewide. You know, I mean, as opposed to a national trademark, I don't know what the differences are. You know, All it's right, weird, thanks, Eric. Preston, when they when they come in after the fact, like Casey, stake them up. Yeah, uh, our, our friend. Yeah, there was there was an issue in, involving his business and then the larger national stuff and it was yeah well stake um he eventually oh, yeah. he eventually prevailed yeah, um, yeah but it's spelled uh, differently right. so you have yeah. stake um but they then, were coming after him yeah so stake um was um yeah and stake um up is stake em right up stake and yet they up. had an yeah. issue with it um and and it's a play on stick em up yes is what it is is cuz it's a gangster theme yeah. and yeah. all this stuff so it's a play on that uh hang on karen works in uh patent law and can explain oh. copyright and trademarks to us. Oh, we need to get our wires on the phone. And registration. They're <laughs> registered. Hi, uh, Karen. Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys today? Great. Confused. So, <laughs> which is standard procedure. So, copyright, <laughs> trademark, and registered, what, what are the differences? Okay. So, with trademark, you can file uh, uh, a trademark either on the state level meaning you're just doing it for that specific state that you're doing business with and you're not crossing state lines. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can then have, once that trademark is approved by the state, it is then a registered mark. It is... Um, Stop a, one second. Uh, uh, if, uh, and we're morons, so I apologize. Yep. So, so once, um, this, once it is trademarked, it becomes registered? Correct. All so, right, so, so with, our, with our name, sure. we are... Mm-hmm registered in PA, I would assume. So you probably, uh, if it was done properly, it was probably done with the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office, meaning it was done on a federal level. Yes. Meaning if you go anywhere in the country, you are protected. Okay. Mm. Is that what the little R in the circle is? Correct. The little R in the circle means that that trademark has been registered with the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office. Would I, if I were in court fighting this, Karen, would I be laughed at if I stood up and said, what about the little R in the circle? <laughs> yes. Yes, you would. Yes, you would. <laughs> yeah, legally, they can laugh at you. But it is a solid point. Okay. Right. Um, so the, or that, so there, uh, there are more, um, there's countrywide. Uh, I, 
I don't. I, I don't assume there's anything that like a global trademark, right? Actually, what you can do is you can still register that same trademark throughout various countries. There's a pro- almost 200 countries worldwide. Okay. And so, like Coca-Cola, for example, they're going to register their trademark in every country that they sell Coca-Cola. All right. It makes sense. Or yeah, it's very right. expensive, but yes, you'll right. do it. So we have trademark and registered. What about copyright? Copyright is going to be for artwork. So you're thinking about your okay. song. So when you're seeing that on the Billy Joel uh, album, yeah. it's because he copyrighted the, his songs. So why wouldn't Pearl Jam do the same thing? I don't understand they why would do the sa- they would all do the same thing. But I guess I never see the little C with a circle around it on a Pearl Jam record, but I do see it on a Billy Joel record. You should. I, I don't know why it's not on the record. I would. Uh, I would hazard to guess that every musician that has, you know, any, you know, clout, you know, anything that's going, you know, that large is going to then uh, be copyrighted. Be, be cavalier with it, but uh, we would assume that the, um, is is the law or is the understanding that for it to be in effect, you need to have that posted on. Or at least available uh, somewhere in the it artwork. Should be posted. Correct. Okay. Yes. All right. Hey, Karen. I, I heard a, a term on news report this morning, and I forgot what it was called. But it was um, it was like generified or something like that. There, it, it, some if something is in use for so long and people have used it, it can sometimes become a generic term, like Kleenex, like Kleenex, right. like Xerox. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But there are a few yeah. brands that have held on to it, like Band Aid. Yeah, like you can't. That that's a brand name, but everybody calls them a band aid. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, you have to attack it early. All right, you have to have to start filing suits early in the courts. Oh, and I, I'm sorry. I'm going to go back to your last caller. Yeah, the Gregory actually has a registered trademark, which is federal on the with the USPTO, and I'm looking at it on the USPTO site. And it shows that it is still active and live. So they can actually attack the taco place that's out west. So they okay. can. Wow. All but, right. But they're one bar versus a, you know, a multi-state chain. chain. Yeah. Yeah. Which might get a little expensive. Is there a case, sorry, what you're saying, if I get you correctly here, and um, if, if um, so they've trademarked, or they've, they have a, a copyright, or what, well, let's say a trademark. 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 And, it, and it's so, it's so um, the phrase becomes so used and, and it's gotten away from them so much. Uh, does, it, does it render it inert after a while? Yeah. Okay. And that's why you have to kind of bring suit and you have to, to file, you know, send out these cease and desist letters. So Taco Tuesday, the Gregory restaurant, they should be sending out a bunch of uh, cease and desist letters to all the restaurants that are putting Taco Tuesday on their signs because each mark, how it's registered, it's based on a type of class. So you've got trademarks and service marks, trademarks being for something substantive, so like your can of Coke, service mark being a service that you provide, such as a restaurant is providing a service okay. of well, serving you food. Well, in this case, do you believe it's gotten away from them at this point? Because it's such a common phrase. I think so. Okay. Shocked as hell to see <laughs> Right? How are you going to go after all of the, 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 the small the Mexican yeah. restaurants that have Taco Tuesdays and all of the people that are in violation yeah. of Karen, this? Karen, what about technicalities like spelling it? They spell it with a T-W-O, too. What if you spell it with yeah. a two, T-O-O, Tuesday? You could do it that way or T, you yeah. know. Definitely. Technically, you can get away with that, right? Yeah. Okay. Or just put the number there, like literally the two. The, the yeah, the number yeah. two. The number two. And then day. Yeah. yeah.
Okay. Huh. All right. Thank you, Karen. You're Very informative. Wealth of knowledge. <laughs> no problem. Y'all have a great day. All right, she, you too. We'll she see. reminds me of my wife. I guess. <laughs> Tells you yeah, what you're exactly paying for. what you need to know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have uh, Joe on the line here. Hey, uh, Joe, good morning. Uh, good morning, guys. How are you? Good. What's up, buddy? I work at this little hole in the uh, hole in the wall bar. We have a small kitchen, maybe the size of a bathroom. Um, one sat one Friday night or one Saturday night, I made a special called the Schmitter. The Schmitter, yeah. Put it on the chalkboard to you know, with a pizza dollar store chalk. I had no idea how this got out, but apparently the Philadelphia Phillies got um, word of it. And we received a letter saying that if we didn't stop using that sandwich name, that we were going to be sued. <laughs> well, to, um, to, but to, it was like I said, it was a hole in the wall. I had no idea how they even found out. To be honest, Joe, that that is. So we've talked about this aspect before, and that's what our our law firm that we are in contact with constantly. Uh, they they uh, it's their job to peruse everything and to see what's out there. So that's kind of what they do. The fact that they were able to get. <laughs> that its appearance on a chalkboard uh, that quickly yeah, has to be a bit of a mind blower. Yeah, like we didn't, we don't advertise. We didn't advertise all like we don't, we don't think we even have a website. Um, there's no signage, or it was just like you know the 14 people that saw it that night. Some must have gotten out, and the, we got a letter from the Philadelphia Phillies that if we didn't stop using it or ever use it again, we would be sued. And- you know what? You should have gone after them. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna bury you. Uh, that's great. Listen, yeah. yeah, they can find out. Thank you, Joe. Appreciate it, man. Imagine uh, you take him to court and win. Here's some uh, six famous catchphrases uh, that are trademarked. Some of these you'll know, uh, but um, "You're fired" is one. The Apprentice, yeah, from The Apprentice. So that is trademarked. Yes, and apparently, I guess you can't use that. And we, we should have asked uh, Karen in in what regards. Like, you can still sell, tell someone you're fired. No, you cannot. Yes, you can. Yeah. Stop working here, and we're stopping paying you. <laughs> uh, no, you're right. How, how we would you can't use it for any sort of uh, a t-shirt or a, or a promotion yeah, yeah. or money maker? Something where money is changing. Right, yeah. but money is changing hands if you fire an employee. Uh, in okay. a very vague sense, I submit to the court. All right. so if they ever say that to us, we go, you can't. No, sorry. You can't, sorry. Yeah, I'll see you on making... Monday. Yep. Hasta la vista, <laughs> baby. Is oh, my one gosh, really? Yeah. Now, who, but who copyrights Mike? that? Because uh, Arnold says the line, but I guarantee you he didn't write it. It's the Jody Watts. What's her name? Jody Watson song? Well, I remember the first time I remember hearing it was uh, Tone Loke. Oh. Yeah. I'm and thinking, Wild Thing. Hasta la vista, baby. Terminator 2, but that's a reference made in Terminator 2. I, and I think it's in reference to, to that tone, yeah. the Tone Loke song. Well, Hasta so- la vista, baby. What's this? There's another song that had that in it. Uh, yeah, I think it might uh, be yeah, right. Okay, all right. So, so Yeah, uh, we talked about that before. Right. And, and I don't and, remember it. Um, so uh, my guess is it would be it would be for the Arnold Right for the for the Arnold trademark of that, or or, or, or or Terminator Two, or well, yeah, depending on who registered the trademark. Yeah, here it says that the film ter- the, the catchphrase was registered for the trademark in two thousand seven from the film um, uh, the Terminator. Well, so then who owns You're Fired? Uh, it's uh, NBC, you, uh, perhaps. No, yeah, The Apprentice. So, so it says so it's the company. They would have. Uh, my guess is. Although his trademark application was never accepted, the phrase is still alive and well in popular culture. No. Uh, or does he actually own it? I don't know if he owns it or not. It says, although his trademark application was never accepted, the phrase is still alive. I don't, I don't know. Well, okay. I, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how much. So on The Apprentice, 
So I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I can't figure it out. I, go, I forgotten everything. I'm gonna go through some other ones. Uh, ancient Chinese secret. That was a, uh, a TV commercial. Calgon. Yes. Calgon. No whisk. No whisk. No uh, Calgon, a water softening whitening detergent. Ancient oh. Chinese secret, huh? Uh, whisk was under the collar, right? Yeah, that's uh, ring around the collar. That Ancient Chinese the collar. collar, huh? Uh, the catchphrase was registered for a trademark in 2007. Uh, wow, like 20 years after the campaign the ended, yeah. Okay. Uh, bananas is one. <laughs> Rachel Zoe was successful in trademarking her famous catchphrase, bananas, in the context of describing something that is crazy. Although challenged by a T-shirt designer, Zoe had the law on her side. I don't even know who Rachel Zoe is. Not Z O E. Maybe it's Zoe. From, yeah, but, but I mean that had to have been a while back. So calling something bananas. This is bananas, uh-huh. and saying it in a derogatory, crazy way. Wacky bananas. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I found who owns your fired. Okay. And Steve, you're right. People did question if uh, managers could tell someone they're fired without committing <laughs> trademark infringement. Um, okay. So most people think Donald Trump owns it. He doesn't. There are two live registrations in the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office uh, for your fired or derivatives of that. One registration is owned by your fired LLC in Bedford, New Hampshire, for the use of uh, the Paint Your Own Pottery Studio, and then the other one is for the Apprentice, and that's owned by God Speaks Incorporated in Atlanta. Okay, <gasps> interesting. You would figure it'd be like NBC Universal yeah. or all right. A couple other quick things, and then then we got to take a break. Uh, we've known this for ages. Let's get ready to rumble is uh, trademarked Michael and, Buffer's phrase, and they act. Uh, I think he's has he passed? He's diligent. Um, but he but when he I know he was very diligent when when that was. Uh, I don't know if he's but passed. he owns no, he's it right. Then he's probably still diligent. <laughs> yeah, no, he, he owns it. Retired and he's alive. Uh, so 1992 is when that was uh, trademarked. He was born in Philadelphia. I didn't know that. Really? Huh. How about that? All right, and then finally, uh, the last one is, that's hot. Oh, oh my Paris God. Yeah. Paris Hilton, she that. trademarked she tra- her catchphrase. Wow. Yeah, in the peak of fame. Eventually ended up in a lawsuit against Hallmark, who used it on their greeting cards in 2007, although they claimed the cards were safe under the fair use law. Uh, so apparently she she got ownership of that. Did, I saw her in an interview, basically, uh, Preston, recently, where she's, her voice is completely different. Yeah. And she says all that time she was playing that a character. A character. Yeah. Nice. All right. Well, anyhow, uh, Taco Tuesday, uh, Taco Bell is trying to, uh, to get that to be released from this Taco John's. Uh, and Taco John's, by the way, the uh, CEO said in a statement, I'd like to thank our worthy competitors at Taco Bell for reminding everyone that Taco Tuesday is best celebrated at Taco John's. <laughs> we love celebrating Taco Tuesday with taco lovers everywhere, and we even want to offer a special invitation of fans of Taco Bell to liberate themselves by coming to see how flavorful and bold tacos can be at Taco's John's all month long. And then they're offering like a two-taco deal. Uh, and he says, when it comes right down to it, we're lovers, not fighters at Taco John's. But when a big bad bully threatens to take away the mark of our forefathers originated so many decades ago, well, uh, that just rings hollow for us. Uh, if living moss means filling the pockets of Taco Bell's army of lawyers, we're not interested. That's uh, from, a good comeback. Uh, from now on, from now, the trademark trial and appeal board can take up to two years before it issues a decision. So, interesting. Yeah, very interesting. All yeah. right. We need to take a break because uh, we need to stay on time. We're going live on Fox Good Day this morning. We'll get to that when we return, and we'll have the bizarre file as well. So, make sure you stay with us. And we have a couple members of the Hooters stopping by today. We'll be right back. It's a scientific fact. People like free shoes. 
And at WMMR.com, you can find out how to score yourself some of that, like concert tickets, autographed gear, and even cash. Become an MMR VIP to get extra chances to enter online at WMMR.com. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Listen up, some amazing news from our friends at Window Nation. You can modernize and reinvest in your home today with new windows from Window Nation with their best deal. It's 0% interest for five full years. Plus, get two windows free with every two you buy. It's a double deal. You'll get more comfort, lower energy bills, higher home value, and jealous neighbors. All with impeccable construction and expert installation. Call today, 866-90NATION, or visit windownation.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, we're getting right back into things, going live on Fox Good Day. Right now, Rowan University and the campus are going to be uh, conducting the service from, well, it's a viewing, really, from 9 to 12 there at the Any moment now. Hall on Rowan's campus. All right. Sad day. Mm. All right, something yeah, sure. so, Hey, Preston and Steve, you with us? Yes. Can we yes. do this? Good morning, guys. All righty. Hi. So there's this mom sparked a, a debate online saying that her babysitter seems to lie, like a lot, about kind of sometimes insignificant things. Like she would say, hey, what would you do with my kid today? Uh, I took her to the park. But she didn't take her to the park. Uh, l- let's say... Hey, Steve, what'd you do last night? And you tell me you went to the Sixers game when, when I know you didn't. Uh, yeah. Do you I was with that, that babysitter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. Small, I'm not sure why people do it. Yeah, small, listen, everyone lies a little bit, a little small now and then, like innocuous. Oh, I, you know, I'm fine. I'll let that go. I mean, if you're talking about a babysitter and they're lying about what they did yeah. with your kid, That's not no, yeah. that won't work. That's not good. Yeah. Uh, and you know what? I have met people, and it, like an insignificant lie won't really bother me, but I have met people that will be habitual insignificant liars. That gets under well, my skin quite a bit. You, what you end up with is you end up with, <laughs> you can't trust a person at a certain point. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Right. You lose trust. Yeah. It turns out Kathy's not I a ninja. And uh, for years, for years, we bought it. So, <laughs> well, what do you do about it? People just want to see more interesting, or seem like they're doing more than they are. I, I, well, I will lie about stuff like that. <laughs> um, calling them out outright, uh, like saying, or, "Did you just? Are you lying yeah. about that?" Is difficult. But what you can do is you can put them in a position to force them to squirm a little bit when you call it. When you uh, yes. Uh, indirectly call them out and have them offer up some details that you know that they can't follow through on. That's always fun. Listen, there's nothing wrong with a little good cop, bad cop, too. You just do that sort of thing yeah. where, you know, you, you offer them, a, like, a, a drink, and then, like, the other person comes in and interrogates them. But uh, <laughs> if you realize that that's part of the character and you can't change it, then either you maintain your friendship with them on that level or you move on. Yeah. 
Who do you think is a good cop, bad cop in the scenario? Preston or Steve? Of these two people? I think we're two, we're two disinterested cops. I think that's the problem. <laughs> I think that's the issue. Preston is more of a police officer. He's a bad cop? No, he'd be... He'd the good, he'd the good he, cop? Would I, would I be the, would I be the oh. rogue cop with a drinking problem who, uh, yeah. whose wife just left him? Okay. I'm RoboCop. I'll take yeah. that. Uh, real quickly. Uh, happy anniversary, first of all. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> whose idea... You guys were uh, around the band from the very beginning. We're looking at the picture you posted. Uh, in a bathroom... Casey boy on the toilet. Oh yeah, and it's just kind of been the same ever since. Yeah, yeah, yeah we've been down so. the toilet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was uh, eighteen years ago that we started here at MMR, but we're celebrating our twenty fifth anniversary as a show uh, this month as well. So we've been, uh, you know, because we worked at Y one hundred before this, and uh, yeah, right, so it's yeah. Uh, it's it's a long time. But uh, the bathroom picture, I don't know. I th- That's innocuous compared to some of the ones we have. This is true. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God, yes. Oh, Casey sold us stories. We got the DVD of, like, Casey <laughs> oh, doing man. different things. Oh, kill the like, kill, kill Casey. Casey. Yeah. That's from Y100, yeah. Oh, good Lord. All right, well, congratulations. Yes. All right, thank, thank you, guys. Bye-bye. Okay. We'll see you later. Take Bye. care. All right, Fox, good day once again. Let's take a look at traffic because we skipped out on that. Uh, Kathy's got the info. What's up so far this morning, Kathy? 95 southbound jams from Woodhaven to the Betsy Ross Bridge on the Vine westbound. You're slow the length. School police bound slowing from 202 into Belmont, the Boulevard to the Vine westbound. Pass Young to the Vine, the Boulevard to Gladwin, and then uh, near the Blue Road as well. Uh, the Boulevard southbound at the Schuylkill. There's construction. The ramp is partially blocked. Uh, on the Blue Route southbound, you're slow the mid-county tolls to the Schuylkill and then Broomall over to Media. Northbound side jams from 95 to the Media Bypass. 42 freeway northbound heavy the Black Horse Pike to 295. Uh, and then we have the construction 130 to the Walt Whitman Bridge. That is jammed. 55 northbound heavy 47 to 42. This traffic report brought to you by TeethKeepers.com. Dominion National offers dental and vision plans for everyone starting at under $8 a month at TeethKeepers.com. And roll today at teethkeepers.com. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. All right. Thank you, Kathy. By the way, this uh, the picture on our social media, on uh, Instagram. Uh, Marissa, is that the one that has the audio of our very first flub ever on the President's Team? It was on our first day. Yeah. And um, I was reading an email from someone, and I totally messed it up. <laughs> and Casey had to correct me. So that was the first MMR flub on the President's Team show. Because some of our flubs have become... Uh, things that uh, we've been come to know now, yes, exactly. uh, if you will. Yeah. Uh, so that was a... Good morning to see you. And good morning to see you. And so it continues. Yeah. <laughs> it's a tradition that we've, we've carried on for 18 years now. To, here to be now. honest, have we ever... Have we ever trademarked or registered any one of those flops? I know we've I used know. some on shirts. Um, I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, by the way, this is Marissa sent the audio over. So this was the, the yeah. first flub ever on MMR, the President Steve show. Back on the air, I missed your show incredibly. I've been stuck listening. Oh, I was reading an email okay. uh, from someone. So to sports talk radio and AM really uh, AM, and AM really tired of hearing about the losing Phillies and what a horrible off season the Eagles are having. That word's M. <laughs> 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 it's been a while. It's been a few days. <laughs> I think the person had capitalized the word am. Yeah. And so I read it as am. <laughs> well, you're a radio guy. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, so. I, what was the what was the one that was recent? Um oh or 
Egon. Yeah. Or or Egon. Right. I said that? Or yeah, you, yeah, you yeah, said it. Portland, and you were like, or. Oh. Or. So it was O-R was capitalized, and it was the state of Oregon. And Or. or. My, my favorite of all time was the cough E. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> I love the uh, Australian Shepherd. That was my favorite. <laughs> that was like, good they invited an dog. Australian shepherd. Yeah, that guy's busy. At a wedding, <laughs> I was like, it's a, who's yeah. tending to the sheep? It's a the dog. The cough E was the C of E, which is the Church of England. <laughs> yeah. And the problem was, is they didn't separate C O F E, and it was a capital C O F E. All yes. all four letters yes. run together, cough and e. so I'm like the cough E. <laughs> And someone from England had emailed me after that and said that they were just in absolute hysterics. <laughs> like, they couldn't catch their breath. They were laughing so hard. In defense of that and all these various flubs that pertain to things like that, um, if you ever watch, there's countless news loops of bloopers of, of actual news people, anchors, who encounter these words all the time, screwing up royally. Oh, yeah. So it happens. Mm-hmm. Preston, you mentioned uh, England, and I forgot to tell you guys this, but I was in the parking lot of CVS last week, and I met a very nice young uh, woman from England who'd been listening to the show for a really long time. Her name was Kat. She said to say hi to everybody, and she, she specifically said congratulations to Marissa and Matt for getting married. And, and she just could not have been a more charming, kind person. And I said, how did you find the show and she just stumbled across the podcast while listening to random stuff in England and she's no. been a dedicated listener ever since. So We love that. We should yeah. invite people again to contact us because there's, love, there's people the, all yeah. around the world that listen. Which boggles the mind. Thank yes, you, why? Kat. That's awesome. Um, well, thank you, Kat. That's very sweet of you. And also, I met somebody last night. I was walking past Fogo de Chao on Chestnut Street and this guy's like, Marissa? And I was like, hey. He's like, hey, my name's Winter. I met you. I used to uh, be at G Lounge. Oh. Do you remember this guy, Kat? G Lounge? Uh, wasn't he, um... I had three testicles. <laughs> Didn't he do, uh, security for Camp Out? Oh, maybe. Oh. Yeah, I think he did. Oh, I don't know. Well, hi, Winter. He's a really big fan. <laughs> okay, she wants to say hi. That's all. You're Excellent. Okay, thank That's... you, Winter. We love people. And I love Summer, too. Uh, let's do the Bizarre File. Yeah! Bizarre! WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. Brought to you this morning by Coors Light. You can join the President Steve Show live from Keenan's in North Wildwood Friday, May 28th, 26th for the official opening of the Jersey Shore. And you can be there starting at 6 a.m. And it's brought to you by Coors Light. Made to chill down the shore. Wow, an amazing story to begin with. An Illinois girl who went missing six years ago has been found safe in North Carolina. It's amazing. Kayla Ubenhan was nine years old when police said that her mother, Heather, abducted her in July 2017 from South Ilgen, Illinois. Uh, A photo of Kayla as well as a photo of her mother were shown at the end of a 2022 episode of Unsolved Mysteries on Netflix. And a store owner in North Carolina who had seen the show recognized a girl at an Asheville shopping center and called police. Her mother was arrested on Saturday and charged with child abduction before being released on bond. The department said the now 15-year-old is in good condition and good spirits since being reunited with her family. The department is also helping the family get social services. Uh, in a statement posted on the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children's Facebook page, Kayla's father shared his thoughts about being reunited with his daughter. He said, I'm overjoyed that Kayla is home safe. And I want to thank the uh, the police, National Charter of the Missing and Exploited Children, and all the law enforcement agencies who assisted with her case. Seeing this story made me think about that girl that was abducted from the park where the mother was there. Kathy, you remember that, right? Yeah, the yeah. here, around here? Right, yeah. And, and, and so... 
you always want to have hope. I mean, this is, you know, a, a case that is it's still gone unsolved, correct? It's still unsolved. Like, yeah. uh, Dulce. Right. That's it. Yeah. Yep. So maybe, maybe, just maybe they can uh, find more people like this. A 28-year-old driver found himself in the doghouse after he attempted to switch places with his dog when he got pulled over on suspicion oh, on. of DUI on, on Saturday night. So that'd be legal, right, if the dog was driving. In a southeastern Colorado town. Uh, the police chief, Clay Klipfell, conducted a traffic stop on a driver Saturday. Uh, the driver attempted to switch places with his dog, which was in the passenger seat of his Dodge Challenger, a process that Clipfell watched as he walked toward the car. So he didn't perform the move gracefully. The suspect, who had clear signs of intoxication, according to police, got out of the passenger side of the car and told the chief that he wasn't the one driving. So this shih tzu was driving? Yeah. When Clipfell asked whether he'd been drinking, the man tried to run away. <laughs> the suspect's getaway attempt you was... You should have sold it better! ...cut short about 20 yards from the car when he was apprehended. A man and woman, who were sober, were in the back seat, by the way. Didn't think to call them up front? Uh, the car belonged to the woman. Police said that the they later found out the trio had been lost. The driver was later found to have had two active warrants. He was medically cleared at a hospital and then booked into the county jail for his warrants on suspicion of driving under the influence. As for the dog, the other two occupants of the vehicle took the pup along with that vehicle. A high school teacher pointed a gun at his wife after he showed up drunk to his daughter's track meet and wasn't invited to dinner at Olive Garden. No. Yeah. Olive Garden's got great breadsticks. The man, who is listed as a social studies teacher at a Pensacola high school, went to his daughter's track meet drunk. It's like going to Italy. On May 4th, his wife, angry that he was drunk at a school function, told him that she wouldn't allow him to join the family for dinner at an Olive Garden. Embarrass me there. Later, the teacher showed up at the restaurant belligerent and drunk. That night, his wife and their two kids were all sleeping in the same room at their home when the wife woke up to see her husband pointing a gun at her. She told deputies later that the <laughs> following day, a neighbor took possession of her husband's guns. A warrant was issued for the man's arrest. He is charged with aggravated assault with a weapon. So what restaurant, if you were left out of the invites, would make you draw down on someone? Ooh. I think I know what it is. What? Texas Roadhouse. Yeah, it's our favorite. It's a a go-to for sure. How dare you? How dare you? (laughs) Police, this is messed up, are searching for an angler who went missing at a lake in Japan's uh, Hokkaido, uh, suspecting that he may have been attacked by a bear after a human head was found in the area Monday. According to police, a boat dropped off uh, Toshiro Nikishawa, uh, and uh, he was fishing unaccompanied early on Sunday. Did the head say what happened? An employee of the boat operator later saw a bear nearby with waders dangling from its mouth and attempting to call uh, Nikishawa, but Jeez. could not reach him. The information prompted the town office to launch a bear hunt operation, and a member of the group killed one on Monday afternoon. Mm, don't mind if I do. A, <laughs> a human head was also discovered during the operation. They said they're not sure if it was the missing man's or not. They're not? They're not, not yet. <laughs> the missing head was the guy? Is this your head? Uh, the lake draws anglers trying to catch... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sakalin Taman, a rarely caught fish in Japan, as well as trout and Japanese smelt. I think they're pushing it the wrong way. The, the head should identify the remaining body. That's yeah, how they right? should do it. Yeah, yeah. You can't ask the torso. 
All right, this is a messed up story, as if that one wasn't. A Texas 12-year-old is accused of killing a fast food employee with an AR-15 rifle as he argued with another man who also faces charges in the fatal shooting. 12 years old. 12 years old. The shooting happened Saturday night at a Sonic drive-in restaurant in the Dallas suburb of Keene. Officers arrived and found Matthew Davis with multiple gunshot wounds. He was taken to the hospital and died. Authorities believe that uh, Angel Gomez was at the Sonic with a passenger in his vehicle. He began arguing and acting disorderly in the parking lot and was confronted by Davis, a Sonic employee. Gomez was allegedly urinating in the back of the parking lot when Davis came to talk to him. And during that argument, the 12-year-old shooting suspect, who was a passenger in Gomez's vehicle and remains unidentified, grabbed the AR-15 rifle from the car and opened fire. Davis was shot. The child and Gomez fled the area. Gomez later returned to the scene and was arrested. The boy was later arrested at home. Several firearms were recovered there. Uh, Both are charged with murder. Uh, Davis, by the way, had just moved to the area and started working at Sonic two weeks ago. Did you see the story about that? And a one-year-old son he leaves behind. Horrible. uh, Cab driver. uh, Killed a 14, I think a 14, a 13-year-old, a 14 and 15-year-old. Just shot the guy in cold blood and robbed him. That's horrible. Horrible. All right, uh, we need something a little more uh, light than that, and let's go with this one. A cop on foot patrol found a very large alligator sleeping on one of Florida's Gulf Coast beaches, and things got strange from there. It happened on Treasure Island with a photo shared by police showing the officer uh, getting no response when he tapped the alligator's tail. Mm -hmm. And that's because it wasn't real. It was a sand sculpture that was painted. Oh, I'd love to see that. And it's huge, and it looked real. Luckily, the prank was revealed before it traumatized any early morning beachgoers. <laughs> Nick's looking at the picture of it. Steve, yeah. you got to come see this. And they can paint. They can paint sand. Well, take a look at it in the, in the dark. If you saw this, oh yeah, no, I see what you're saying. Wow. Uh, luckily, the prank was revealed uh, before it traumatized <laughs> any early morning beachgoers, and uh, the it looks identity real. of the officer was not realized. But the photo shows that he was prepared to challenge an alligator nearly twice his size. <laughs> he made the discovery while on a routine with the beach patrol. Once the officer discovered it, it was just sand. He flattened it out for the sake of both people and wildlife. They may not have painted it, but yeah, it looks uh, it looks like a real gator. Somebody did a solid job of creating that. Thing. How's your uh, sand castle oh, game? Terrible. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm not any good at that stuff. I wish I, I wish it was, and they do. They do competitions down at the shore. Oh, uh, have you ever gone? That are amazing. No, No. I haven't. I'd like to see them. I've seen pictures of them. It looks pretty incredible. That's what I have in the Bizarre File for you at this point in time. And we are going to give something away. We have tickets to see uh, Michael Carbonaro, who we spoke to yesterday. He's playing the Keswick Theater. Uh, It's called the Lies on Stage performance this Saturday. And tickets are on sale now at AXS.com. There's information available at WMMR.com. We'll take the 15th caller, and we will give you tickets to see Michael Carbonaro on Saturday at the Keswick. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in just a moment or two. Don't forget that we are going to have on this program uh, Rob Hyman and David Wissickenden of the Hooters. We'll be back in a moment. Teachers rock. And MMR feels they deserve special recognition. That's why Preston and Steve are looking for the coolest teacher at your high school. It's not a pop quiz, but we will need you to vote. Tune in at 6.15 when Preston and Steve select at random one area high school. Students from that school will have 24 hours to vote for their coolest teacher at PrestonandSteve.com. Preston and Steve's Coolest Teacher, weekdays at 6.15. Sponsored by Five Below. Hot stuff, cool prices. 93.3 WMMR. 
Last dismissed. Don't forget, we have a uh, first school that has been chosen for the President Steve Coolest Teacher of the Year competition. Uh, and the uh, school that was chosen today, we grabbed them randomly. We have a whole, you know, jar full of names. Uh, and it's a little bit on the outskirts of our listening area, but Northern Burlington County Regional High School in Columbus, New Jersey. Yes. You are now in the running for that. And we want the students to just text the word teacher to 39333. We'll send you a voting link. And then tomorrow morning, we'll find out, uh, you know, the most popular name. And we'll give out the... Uh, official President Steve, uh, coolest teacher of their coffee mug, and a $50 gift card from our friends at Five Below. And we're doing our best to uh, kind of spread the love yeah. so that we're not hitting the same schools all the time. Yep, yep, yep. So get yourself ready for that. We want uh, Burlington uh, County Regional High School to vote. And then tomorrow, it may be your school that we choose. Who knows? Uh, speaking of schools, let's go to the Institute oh. and let's share some information, studies, scientific studies that have been done. The Just Sayin' Institute? Yes, it is the Just Sayin' Institute. Oh, this the one. Preston Elliott and Steve Morrison Trademark Services Law Firm. <laughs> <laughs> just established early. Yeah, Just Sayin'. It is constantly expanding. All right, so a new poll finds that one-third of adults say that doing math gives them anxiety and one in five are so fearful that math makes them feel physically sick. Sick. Yes, they feel uh, ill from, ha- from having to do math. That's extreme. Yeah. So um, I am. Uh, I did not excel at math. I was, I'm, I'm functional. Um, sometimes though, <laughs> when I'm, for example, if I'm, uh, you know, putting a tip on a, uh, a uh-huh. and I'm doing the, the addition, I do it so little. And now, you know, with having the, the multitude of ways to do calculations on your phone or whatever, you know, easily ask. Uh, but I, 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 I get a little nervous. Like, let me check, let me check, let me check again. Let me check again. So I don't, I don't think if I was doing math years ago, I don't think I'd be up for the challenge what I used to do now. Yeah, I used to be good at math. That was like my subject. That was your, top, your subject, but, yeah. But same. That's what I was saying. The phone ruined it. It's like you don't do anything. And you even just if ask. You, even if yeah. you do, like even if I, I do, I'm, I'm doing math in my head or on a paper or whatever, I check it. I take the phone out and I check it. I very, 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 very rarely find myself having to do any type of 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 uh, math of, of any sort. And it's so much so... That when I'm adding up, and the only time I usually do math is when I'm adding up my golf score. <laughs> and if I'm playing with somebody else, I'm almost embarrassed because you'll see me counting on my yeah. fingers. <laughs> it's terrible. What about when you go to a restaurant? You do math every time the check comes. I find that to be very easy, though, because you just take 10% as yeah, easy and then math. you double it. And Yeah, I know, but that's that's an easy one. But Yeah, if you have your standard go-to, and yeah. a lot of times, but, but still, I'm looking... I get a little nervous uh, about doing that the proper way, but you're right. Just having all this technology around us that immediately answers uh, the question will convert for you, all that stuff. Uh, but in, uh, were you an A student in math? Yeah. All right. Uh, but, oh, Jace will ask me questions, and I'm like, um, yep. As I'm opening my phone, <laughs> taking the calculator out, I'm like, yep, that yeah. is correct. There you go. Could you do any type of algebra if it was put in front of you? Now? Yeah. No, probably okay. not. Okay. Uh, what about um, fractions? How are you guys with fractions? Uh, decent. Yeah. Decent. Yeah. I, but I had to, like, remind myself because, um, so Jace did fractions earlier this year, I think, and, um, you know, like, adding, subtracting, all of them. I'm like, wait a minute, which one? You have to do this. And I oh had to, like, God. I basically had to remind yeah. myself of the rules of it. I think that's something that's that's sort of going to be extracted from the, the general, you know, uh, 
a task because it's all you know more automated now. But you know who really has a good command of math? Contractors. Uh, you know when they're sure. on job sites and your inches and all that stuff and adding and. And doing, uh, you know, laying out blueprints, yeah. architects. Yeah, so. Mr. Peanut was by our house yesterday. Yeah. We're getting, we're looking at getting some stuff done. And he was throwing figures out left and right. They yeah. just, they do it all the time. There's a part of me that wishes I could Billy Madison it because when I was when I was in school and, and exercising that part of my brain, I was great at it. But I don't use that part of my brain yeah. at all anymore. But I know that I if I know that that brain. Uh, function were, <laughs> was good. Is there one yeah. smart at, yeah. at some point in my life? It's just I, I don't flex it ever, and so I wonder if I went back in like ninth grade algebra or pre calc, could whatever, you take it? How, how how well I would do? And, yeah, and Kathy, same thing with Ben. Like, when, and he's in like statistics and, and calculus oh. and, and all oh. this stuff that's so beyond my level of understanding. At this I would point. die. Yeah. So the uh, the author of the study said that math is far more than a classroom subject. It's a skill like any other, and it can be improved at any age. As two-thirds of our respondents suggested, you don't always realize how important these skills are until you're older. That's adorable that they think that could happen with me. Uh, over a third claim that they would avoid taking a job if it mentioned having to deal with numbers yeah. and data. Oh, my gosh. While a fifth <laughs> believe their lack of confidence has affected career choices and impacted their earnings you as know, well. You know what amazes me? Like in uh, Hidden Figures or, you know, when they're showing the, the, the uh, yeah. any yeah. scene in, in uh, with their, they got it up on the chalkboard and they're going, okay, yep. and this and that. And I'm like, yeah, guy, ah! Yeah, I'm, I'm reading a, a book for the second time now. It's called Project Hail, Hail Mary, and it is loaded with uh, calculations that are done constantly using trigonometry and, and all kinds of stuff. And they don't go into the finer details of it, but but they do go into a little bit of, of formulaic things, and I'm totally lost when so, it comes I to mean, that you stuff. You look at that stuff, and it's just, it's just there, there was a shot of an equation. It might have been, it might have been Stephen Hawking years ago, um, and it's, it's two full chalkboards sure. of... This, it's just insanity. Yeah, yeah, but when you're writing it down like that, I love that part of it. And when I was, you know, I had yeah. taken math in a long time, but in high school, when I was um, an A plus math student, believe it or not, I my notebook was just spectacular. It was pristine. It was, you know, and, you love that, and, and I did. And I and 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 not only did I love to show my work, but I, my work was always nice and neat and all that, and, cool. and I was pretty decent at it. But when I'm doing math in my head, is when I start to get anxiety. You guys ever do Sudoku? Uh, I hate it. Sudoku. Uh, no. Rochelle does and her dad does, and they play it all the time. Okay. Yeah, I will play uh, when it's easier. You know, I when because in the newspaper you, you have it. And, it's it's and, an and easier Sudoku? Well, no, but it, it'll have, it'll say like easy, moderate, oh, okay. and like expert. I won't even touch it if it's that expert. Mm. Yeah, anything like that, uh, I, I just check out. It's not the way my, my mind does not work in a linear fashion, and this is a savage reminder that it doesn't. Some people experience anxiety. Others get physically ill from doing math. <laughs> you say anyone evacuates their bowels when this? Probably if yeah, they're physically ill, me. they're going to do that. So, all right, thought that was interesting. Here's another thing from the Just Saying Institute. Just saying. Just saying. A uh, study... Just saying. That was published in the New England Journal of Medicine offers hope for kids with peanut allergies. 362 children between the ages of 1 and 3 tested a new patch that aims to offer protection against peanut proteins. Two-thirds of kids who wore the patch were desensitized and can tolerate up to four peanuts. Uh, the leader of the, uh, the the lead author in the study, Dr. Matthew Greenaut. Uh, said, amazingly, not only did it raise the amount of peanut tolerance in these children, 
Uh, but the nature of the reaction also changed. There was a decrease in the number of severe reactions. What about this notion, and they were floating it out a while ago, that you could sort of um, expose the kid with the peanut allergy? I think that's what this is. Is maybe, that what this I is? I think that might okay. be. Is Annie, or Annie, didn't I hear her say she's allergic to uh, Any of the peanut allergy? I think, I think she is, because she said that'd be a good way to kill her. Annie, are you okay? One of our interns. <laughs> are you okay, Annie? Hi, <laughs> right, Annie, come on in. Are, it, do you have a do you have a nut allergy or a peanut specific yeah, allergy? All right, yes. we're going to move the mic up here. Go ahead. Sounds good. Yeah, uh, yeah. I have a peanut allergy, and actually, during COVID, there was this whole trend of people who were like allergic to something, so they'd try to expose themselves. So I was like, well, I'll try it. Oh, I'll try no. it with peanuts. <laughs> no, I was able. I used to not be able to eat any peanuts. I made it to two peanuts by like a month. And then I just stopped because it hurt so much. So, I had to stop. What, were your, what was your reaction to it like? Um, so my throat closes when I have peanuts. Okay. So right. that's like the big thing. But I would like chop it up really fine. Yeah. And I'd like try my best to really, really try and eat a peanut. But it didn't work. Do you I, know any, anybody else who's had success with exposing themselves to it and getting over the peanut allergy? One of my friends was allergic to carrots. And she tried it and she was able to beat it. So huh. she like trained herself to eat baby wow. carrots like little by little. And eventually, she she's now able to eat carrots normally. So, have you ever had a, a near you know, like desperate situation because of peanuts? Not really. I knew from like an early age, so then I just kind of chilled out on it. Yeah, but yeah, I'm tapping yeah, out on the peanuts. So, okay, you had two peanuts, and then your throat started to close. No, I just I just got bored of trying. I was like, <laughs> this isn't going to work in the long run. I don't have the patience for it. Do you even like to taste the peanuts? No. Okay. What the <laughs> What? It was, it was just an experiment. More, yeah, yeah. There you go. You're performing a lab experiment. I but, got it. But you could technically, yeah, you could. it could kill you, right? Yeah, well, I guess so. I don't know. I've never made it that far, so I don't want to <laughs> well, find out. We don't want you to go that far. Yeah, yeah. no, I don't yeah. want to test my limits. Yeah, we like you here. So wow. if something has peanuts in it, you, you'll get... Uh, a reaction from it? Typically, there aren't. They aren't as bad anymore. Now it's more or less just like, oh, I'll break out in like a small rash or something. Mm-hmm. But I still don't want to like push it too yeah, far. We've heard that airborne, just the like, I don't know. I... Mine's not that serious. Okay. I just have it when I eat. So, all right. It's not have, too terrible. Have you ever looked into, you know, uh, medically trying to go through the process of being desensitized to it? You know, it doesn't no, mean that much to you. It doesn't mean that it, much to well, me. Okay. <laughs> if they could do something where they could shut down your entire central nervous system so you could eat peanuts, would that be worth it? Maybe. Maybe in the long run it would be. Okay. Not now, though. Not now. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Andy. Yeah. Appreciate wow. it. All right. So, well, they've, they've created this patch that might be... Uh, a stepping stone to, uh, you know, uh, relieving people of peanut allergies. Do you have food allergies? No. I know, Kathy, you do, right? I'm allergic to everything. I went to, like, I was outside too long the other day, and I've been sick for two days now. Uh I have a I have a medicine allergy. I'm I'm allergic yes. to what are called the NSAIDs. Okay, uh, which is ibuprofen and aspirin, things like that. I can't take them. Uh, I went and, and and actually had it tested. At, oh, I remember at, this at, at Penn. Yeah, and I, it's like a it's like a five hour long thing. And you were at the very end. I, it was like there was like twenty minutes oh, left. You, you were heading home. You looked like you had beaten it. And then I broke out, and they're yeah. like, nope. You look like a clicker. And then they hit me up with Benadryl, and I was I felt like I had just done like three straight shots of tequila. Jeez. Messed me up. It was great. Oh, t- <laughs> it was great. Yeah. Did you see, um, for people like Annie and, and even yourself, um, they're, I just saw that they're trying to develop, or they are developing a the EpiPen in a nose spray form. That's right. cool. Yeah. Okay, might be easier. Well, we mentioned a couple of medical things. What do you think happened? My man. Yeah, let's get him on from... Penn Medicine and Fox 29. Dr. Mike Sirigliano hey, hey, hey. is over. Dr. Mike. 
You know I'm a P1. Yes. yes. <laughs> we know. All the time. From morning till night. We know. All day. That's yeah. in our long list of reasons why we adore that you. Would, uh, anyway, so look, my son has a peanut allergy or tree nut allergy, and we noticed it when we were at a restaurant, and he had dessert, and he broke out in hives, and it had peanuts in it. Now, uh, look, a, a couple of things here. Number one, no one should try to just, like, beat it or get over it right. on their own because you can have what's called an anaphylactic reaction, which can be life-threatening, and and, and kids die uh, from this, and even adults die if they inadvertently uh, get exposed. So uh, that there's a lot of research in this because there's so many kids that have this type of an allergy, and what we do is uh, now uh, try in a controlled setting try to have exposure in a controlled way and this patch is yet another development uh and and the EpiPen that Kathy brought up uh is, is another wonderful thing because uh, a lot of people you know shy away from anything with a needle but it saves lives yeah, yeah. no absolutely very cool so this this notion though uh, uh, if you're under a medical supervision um where you can by exposure build up your tolerance for that does that hold any water mike well well yeah and and you do it in a controlled setting because should you have a severe reaction they have the medical tools available to save your life okay you should have an anaphylactic reaction so that that that's the bottom line but uh, you know there's a lot of intrigue and theories as to why this is happening and it certainly has to do with the immune system and and whether or not uh, uh we we are actually uh, uh in a very sterile environment if you will with, yeah with, but uh, uh I, I mean you you know that, that on airplanes that there's no peanuts and and um uh, that that is something that could be catastrophic yeah uh, yeah if you're on a flight you have a right you, yeah right, right. absolutely but, but there's a lot of research going into this, and I think someday my son will be able to have peanuts uh, uh, eventually. <laughs> and he'll find out he hates them. So well, he, he may. Yeah. I don't know. Dr. Mike, our intern Annie was just talking about uh, eating peanuts and how her throat closes. Is that the, the onset of anaphylactic shock? Well, it's giving me diarrhea just hearing about it. <laughs> so, I, I, yes, Annie, you you need to get an EpiPen. I don't know who you see or or who your primary care or your doctor or healthcare provider is, but uh, you should see them because the, the 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 more you get exposed, the more likely it is that you may have a more severe reaction. Mm. And 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 what you're doing is you're priming the pump. And and Annie, I I don't know you, but you're lovely and and wonderful, and you have. <laughs> great future ahead of you and i want you to make sure uh, that you do this right away well right. i think she's i think she's had it her like her whole life i think i'm sure she sees a doctor for it i was just wondering if that symptom is if that's i don't know exactly i know i've yes. heard anaphylactic shock but i don't yes, know exactly what yes, it is you get you 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 have trouble breathing you, you you i mean you can die you can die from anaphylactic shock and and so what i want want her to do is to call her healthcare provider today and make sure that she has an EpiPen and more importantly to avoid any tree nuts until she gets set up with an allergist and, and everything is done in an appropriate way. A couple of people are texting and saying, I'm sorry, Dr. Mike, that uh, peanuts are different than tree nuts, that they're actually legumes. 
Is that how you say that word? Legumes. Well, like legumes. yeah. I, in someone like in who Gilligan's has a peanut allergy, at, at least with, uh, they always ask you at restaurants about tree nuts. Mm-hmm. And and the and the bottom line is is that uh, with my son, anywhere we go, we mention the fact that he has a uh, nut allergy, peanut allergy. Uh-huh. Uh, and and you'll see even when you go to the supermarket that it'll say made in a plant where uh, there are nuts. So look. Uh, Food allergies are are a significant problem, but for for her, uh, uh, she needs to get an EpiPen. What if a restaurant asks you about D's nuts? Oh, my God. (laughs) What kind of nuts? D's nuts. I had three testicles. Never mind. <laughs> All right, Dr. Mike, we love you. talking about? And Steve, I love that video you sent me. That oh, was cool, man. Uh, it's RC, the, a flight of uh, of uh, jets. They were turbines. Uh, oh, they were turbines. I'm glad you liked it, man. I know, I know it sits right in that pocket uh, of yours. Yeah. Turbines. I, yes. Love you guys. Love, love you. Yeah. See you, Dr. Mike Serigliano. And Medicine and Fox 29. It's real quick, Preston. A tree nut is a hard-shelled nut, uh, and they are distinct from the peanut allergies, which are, uh, and peanuts are, Legumes. Then okay. what's a dig for? I, I don't know, but tree nuts include almonds, Brazil nuts, cashews, chestnuts, pine nuts, pine nuts, hazelnuts, macadamia nuts are tree nuts. Yeah, but I think I think a lot of times they come hand in hand with the allergy. Like yeah, I, I, know, I would think so. Yeah. they're just yeah. distinct from one another. Yeah. Um. All right. So we could keep going on about peanuts and these nuts, but, but we're there's gonna, more to learn. We got to yeah. go back to it's the institute. institute. Just saying. All right, back to the Just Saying Institute. I gotta go though. I gotta take Annie to the doctor. <laughs> yeah, you do. Dr. Mike needs her to see someone. Uh, some experts claim that breathing entirely through your nose can make you prettier. Yes. Oh, my God. What do you guys think? Kathy said nothing. <laughs> never breathes through her mouth. That's why she that's why she's gorgeous. No, I perked up because um, <laughs> doing yoga, uh, you breathe through your nose. Like you don't often breathe. Uh, in or through you do the sometimes. nose and out through the mouth? No, no. You breathe in through the nose, out through the nose. Oh, okay. Um, so that's why I thought maybe you were going somewhere like that. But, I mean, if it has to do with beauty. Uh, beauty and health benefits <laughs> as well. So scientists. So it's over lips and past the gums? Uh, look out, butthole, here it comes. Oh uh, no, scientist Mads uh, Tom Crenyi says nasal breathing can prevent crooked teeth uh-huh. and an elongated face. <laughs> what? Okay. what? It's going to straighten people's teeth? What are you talking about? Uh, I've been breathing through my mouth all night. <laughs> uh, past studies have also linked breathing through the nose with lower blood pressure and lower stress anxiety. You know, the whole notion of uh, the, the right way to breathe or the wrong way to breathe, and, and I... <laughs> it's been working for me for quite a while, so the method that I employ seems to keep me alive. But but uh, no, I, I don't think I breathe right. And look at your teeth; they look great. Well, thank you. <laughs> well, there's like when you're talking about mindfulness or meditation or whatever, when you breathe consciously, when you pay attention to it, it can make a difference. Oh yes, when you're doing like a meditation or something like right. that. But I mean, there's just a standard way uh, that you know you're told to, the, the, to optimize the benefits of breathing in addition to just living. And I don't think I ever do it right. All right, it says here that mouth breathing, which you're not supposed to do, right, overstimulates certain cheek muscles, huh. and this can make your face appear longer and your eyes lazier or even change the shape of your nose. Isn't it at some point a combination of the two? I, right? <laughs> Look at Look, I'm breathing through my mouth. Look at my eyes. <laughs> that looks like your morning picture. Beauty. Yeah, uh, nasal breathing has also been linked to less snoring, uh-huh. improved immunity, and reduced asthma symptoms. Uh-huh. So breathe out of your nose. 
You stupid bastard beast. <laughs> Moron. I mean, I can, like, when I do yoga, I can tell the difference if I'm not breathing correctly, if I'm not breathing in through the nose and out through the nose. Okay. Does your goat fall off your back? <laughs> My teeth get all crooked. Oh, you, you I say Billy Bob teeth. You're not breathing right. Yeah. <laughs> Straighten those teeth, Bubba. Like they change immediately yeah. when you start to. Like a werewolf. Breathing through your nose. All right, uh, let's see. Back to the Just Saying Institute. Just saying. Scientific studies and information from our sprawling campus. Yes. Although Chat... 2,000 acres. Although Chat GBT can provide patients with medical information and guidance, uh, it acknowledges that it can't fully replace the value of a human physician. However, recent research indicates that physicians may be able to learn a thing or two about patient communication from the chat bot. Uh, in a study that was published, a group of licensed healthcare professionals evaluated uh, responses to approximately 200 medical inquiries posted on a public online forum, including questions about medical diagnoses and the need for medical attention. And the study found that responses from ChatGPT were rated significantly higher for both quality and empathy and were preferred over physician responses. Essentially, they're saying that the chat GPT has better bedside manner. Isn't that crazy? Some doctors do. Not better than Dr. Mike, but yeah. I've, no, Dr. I've, Mike's the best. I've had doctors in the past, uh, you know, or I mean, not my, I've been two doctors, I should say, that um, had very bad bedside manner. Absolutely. I have as well. I think that there are a couple of different type of doctors. I think that there are, that are, that are some who are interested in the field, yep. want to have success in the field, but they, it's like the movie The Doctor. They yep. become, they, they just, you're a number, you're a job. Your you're, sandwich you're, you're, is you're, being prepared. You're a task, yeah. and they're going to take care of that task, and they want to do it properly, but they don't really take into consideration. I think that the other doctors, the other type of doctors, I think are legitimately interested in your well-being. Yep. In you feeling good, and you being happy, and you being a uh, a person that is that doesn't have the stress of the issues that you're dealing with. I mean, that's Doctor Mike. That's yeah. Doctor Mike. You described him. Yeah, and there, and, and I've recently with my dad taking him to a couple different doctors. I've met some uh, along the way that are that way too. And that's I was great. Just, it's so wonderful when you come across that. But you can tell somebody right away. I've met a couple of. Uh, uh, people that were that were very cold, yeah, and uh, along the lines of the movie The Doctor with William Hurt, which is an amazing film if you've never seen it, about somebody who just has lost the human connection, gets it back in a, in a very oh, yeah. um, dramatic way, yeah, very much so. Uh, on average, Chat GPT scored twenty one percent higher than physicians for the quality of responses and forty one percent more empathetic, according to the studio. But it says that it does lack expertise. Yes. I like expertise in my doctors. It, it's, uh, you do have to weigh that. Turns in. out the toaster lost that patient. Into the factor as well. It's funny so. if you watch the, the new, uh, the new, well, the, the rebooted um, uh, Battlestar Galactica. It's actually the machines that are more religious and emotional. And, oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Uh, there was an article you had sent over, Steve. I didn't get a chance to read it yet because it was very, very lengthy. But it's about AI and uh, how... They got to pump the brakes. Well, stuff, now man. they had a, they had a big hearing um, in Washington. Yeah. Uh, I think it was yesterday, yeah. and they had the one of the main creators. You know, Elon Musk got it as well, but this guy was sort of a holdout. But he's now hit the point where he says, "We need to stop. Yeah. We need to take a breath." I saw a, a graph in that uh, article uh, that essentially said that by the time we get to twenty forty five, that uh, some AI is going to. Uh, going to have the intellect of the 
collective world brain power combined. Yeah. Like everyone. And that's yeah. That's Black Mirror. That's uh-huh. that's scary as F. It is. It was nice knowing you guys. Yeah, it was, right? And 2045 is not that too far Again, off. I, I will recommend this movie, uh, Colossus the Forbin Project. It it is now it was made in the early seventies, but it's right where we are right now. Mm. It'll uh, scare the F out of you. All right, uh, something different from the Just Saying Institute that you might find interesting. Researchers in Japan found that the buzz of insects could help gamblers feel less stressed and less likely to relapse. Really? Authors wrote that stress is a trigger for gambling addicts, and so lowering stress could help prevent running back to the slots. Uh, the team examined that heart. Uh, they examined the heart rates and stress levels of 22 men between the ages of 25 and 60 with diagnosed to pathological gambling. Those who listened to nature sounds, like Africanized uh, honeybees, as opposed to city noises, were more relaxed and in a better mood. Well, that makes sense. Natural sounds, environmental sounds, this, the kind of stuff you might put on to fall asleep is going to have a better effect on you, right? The co-author said nature therapy may be useful for stress reduction in various patient groups and the general population, especially as our society becomes more artificialized. Kathy, when we were at, uh, we went to Longwood Gardens the other day. Yeah. Uh, didn't you just feel nice walking yeah. around there? Yeah. I, uh, it's so beautiful. <laughs> both, no, you heard, should have heard both of us. Like we really? were like, this is like we forgot. We we yeah. could come here for a full day. You could just come here. You could, they have a beer it's, garden. It's they gorgeous. have food. They have uh, like we wanted to stay. Preston, now that we're alone together oh, oh. in this very pastoral area, uh, if you ever come near me, <laughs> I will rip your goddamn head off. <laughs> I, I did just feed- want you to know that. I did feed him grapes. Did you? She did, yes. Aww. Yes, I got fed grapes by Kathy it, Romano. But that, that sound, like I look out the window and I see the, the, the trees blowing, uh, you know, the leaves and all that stuff. And that's that's a sound that I like. I like that sort of, yeah. that outdoor sound. It immediately calms me down as opposed to, say, a hydraulic machine present. Yes, exactly. So... Uh, if if you have a gambling issue, go hang out outside for a little while. It might help. I don't when know. you were Mr. Devereaux, your your gambling uh, alter yeah. ego, did you rely on calming sounds? I, no, I was uh, away from uh, from the natural uh, you know beauty and was uh, hanging out with people in a casino. And see, when I see good. people at a casino step outside, it's usually to smoke. Yes, yes, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. It's not yeah. to take in the hang out pastoral nature. sounds. Yeah. When I was a senior in high school, uh, I remember this. I wish I could could find it, but uh, my mom convinced me to. I forget what the assignment was, but I did a report on the benefits of sunlight. And obviously, my you know yeah, how yeah. my mom is, and she was like, "You you should do this." You and she gave me like all these you know yeah, yeah. documents and stuff that she had uh, because she was a nurse, and so she had all this stuff. And um, yeah, I did a whole report on it. But like it, people were, I mean, they were amazed by it like the stuff that that i was reporting on and how you know how it can benefit you and your health and you know just your you just said you got sick being outside well i know but i'm just saying but people's overall happiness was increased by going outside for 15 minutes a day or whatever it was just to sit in the sun it does make a massive difference yes steve you just said you look outside and you see the trees right now i look outside and i do see uh my allergies just flaring up i've changed where i parked my car here because there was so much pollen on my car when i was Uh, coming out of work and i would have to touch the handle to get into the car so i had i had it a couple days ago in fact, the Inquirer is reporting that we are right in the in the heart of a slamming 
pollen uh, uh, season. So so I um, I usually every a couple of years I get it. I got had it for a couple of days a couple of days ago, and I'm over it now. I was thinking of you because you said you don't typically get it, and yep. um, I heard a report saying that it's so bad that people who don't normally have allergies are suffering from allergies. That was me. All right. All right, well, anyhow, get outside if you can and uh, deal with your allergies. And gamble. Breathe it won't make it stressful. Get outside and gamble. All right, that's it for the uh, Justine Institute, my friend. Thanks for swinging by the campus. Just saying. We do appreciate it. We do need to take a break because we have uh, members of the Hooters are going to be joining us. Rob yeah. and Dave are going to be here. And, uh, They're here. Uh, they Yay. are here. Wonderful. They're in the Acme Lounge as we speak. Uh, and don't forget, we have a live broadcast coming up. It's called uh, Keenan's in the official opening of the Jersey Shore. Details, WMMR.com. Is your phone an app hole? You know, full of useless apps taking up space. Well, get rid of them and get the WMMR app. You can listen to us wherever you go, get important alerts, and so much more. Because, after all, the world needs less apples. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Yes, indeed. We are welcoming to our studio this morning. The new album, by the way, from the Hooters is called Rockin' and Swing. And they're just off of uh, three sold-out shows at Ardmore Music Hall this past weekend, which uh, were amazing, according to everyone that we yes. spoke to that went to go see them. Please welcome Rob Hyman and David Hey, morning, fellas. Morning. Yeah. Good to see you once again. And uh, yeah, we were just talking off air uh, how uh, how great the shows were at uh, Ardmore Music Hall. You had fun. We did. It was a blast. Nice, yeah. great and, crowd. It was fun. Yeah. And so you did. Um, you did like uh, I guess what we would call an evening with because you had a, an intermission and yeah, all of that stuff. Yeah. And so you have a whole new album of material. And we played most of it. The Did first, you really? The first set was yeah. kind of the retro set. Absolutely. Amore and then the new album and then the second set we went into the the, old, the chestnuts. The hits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's, listen, uh, they're, they're beloved songs, but I got to say, you know, listening to the new stuff, uh, and I know it was a, sort of a conscious effort to return to kind of a, a period of uh, the band's history. And it's like, this sounds like uh, Hooters. You know, it yeah, sounds like the Hooters we were introduced to. So, yeah. uh, but in, in uh, reading about um, the genesis of everything, and I said to Preston this morning, I had no idea how much of a basis in ska you guys originally uh, had. And, and that that was, would, would that have been the core sound you were going through in, in your band's earliest stages? Ska? It, it was. Yeah. Big time. We played it all night. Um, it was, you know, the early 80s was um, a time that we were uh, influenced by the two-tone scene from mm-hmm. England, uh, or the, more commercially, the police. You know, they were combining reggae and ska. We were big reggae fans through the 70s and 80s. And Great stuff. Yeah. It was always in the back of my mind and all of ours to try that. And then we heard the police was like, guys, we got to get on this train. Mm-hmm. So there would be there were groups like uh, this. Uh, madness was yes. a special. Yeah. We saw madness. Selector, yeah. selector. Yeah, love all of favorites. them. Yeah, yeah. it was. It, yeah. it was a big trend at that time. Yeah, it, it was. It, it's interesting because there are certain types. I tend to favor, um, you know, more uh, introspective or like a prog rock. But the one, the one type of buoyant musical sound I can take is reggae and ska. Because it, it's it to me it seems yeah. more complex and more you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it seems fun. Yeah, you it know? seems fun. Yeah, absolutely. Right, have a great time playing it. All, all the cover tunes we did They're back then. For your love was a ska version of that. Yep. So everything that we played that was someone else's songs, we're playing in that flavor. And it's very rare that you have 
substandard musicians because it, it's a it's a more it's more demanding. Well, it's it? tricky stuff because especially with David on the drums, yep. who was a natural for it. Um, a lot of those rhythms are kind of reversed. If you're yeah, a drummer, right. you expect the back. All the alcohol on t- <laughs> the alcohol. <laughs> and everything else. That's what did. Well, it's, it's, things are just backwards. The bass lines, the rhythms, and uh, Eric and I were writing. Zombies was one of the first fighting on the same side. They had these mm. uh, different kind of grooves and. And we hooked up with David, and he just fell right to it like uh, it was a natural. So. so so the reggae groove, for those of you who don't know, it's a standard rock beat. The backbeat is on the two and four. So yeah. you get one, two, three, yeah, yeah, four, yeah. one, two, yeah. three, four. But yeah. reggae, it's one, two, three, four, one, two, yeah. three, four, one, two, sure. three, yeah. four. And you can play that. Or it might be one, two, three, four. It, it's, and it's, you're articulating all the like the, the cross stick stuff on the rim of the drum. Yes. That's all in between. It's like a lot of people call them ghost notes. So you hear a rock drummer play like a shuffle. You're playing that on the on the rim of a drum with huh. reggae and putting the bass drum and you know like that Stuart Copeland sound oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. one of my exactly. favorites yeah. it's tricky it's tricky yeah. as a drummer Kathy you remember when we were in Jamaica and we were out on the beach and there was that reggae band that was playing yeah and everybody's out we're dancing this yeah. it was on the beach and I, and I I gestured the drummer I'm like I play drums <laughs> and I jump in there and he goes sure he hands me a six I jump in and I start playing and I'm playing that reggae beat. Cool. And everybody's dancing and everything. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I accidentally slid, slid into 4-4. <laughs> right. And, yeah. and, like... and, but they kept playing yeah, along. Yeah, sure. But, and I'm jamming. I'm sure. having a good time. I'm like, uh-oh. I'm, yeah. playing, I'm playing rock Yeah, but now. you were kind of like into Toots and the Maytals. Because actually, people, that yeah. was the beginning of it. You know, when you hear the early ska music, it, 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 you know, that... that Toots and the Maytels, and then Marley and Tosh oh, yeah. that came a little later. Yeah. There's all yeah. the ganja. Yeah. You know, they slowed it down. You can't play and, this fast. You know what I mean? So, well, the other key, too, is uh, the bass is a central and Fran Smith on uh, right Amazing. now. And, and John and Tommy, the other guys in the band, yeah. the, they do these upbeats on the guitars. Yeah. Then there's a thing where the guitar tends to double the bass line. So if you listen to the old Whalers records, there'll be two or three guitar players going, one right. just going, chink, chink, and the other guy's doing the bass line. But in a muted guitar thing, so there's all these little pieces of a puzzle. It's, it it's takes a, a lot of discipline, you yeah, know, playing it tricky. as a band because you have to keep your mind. Okay, this is what I'm doing. You, you know, the guitar player, like you say, yeah. it's, uh, kind it of sounds like, easy, but yeah. uh, it's there's a, it's a kind of a again, there's a little trick to it. But, yeah. Well, then, Rob, to I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, I'm sorry, but with the with the keys, what's the role there? Well, the keys, um, uh, there's a thing we call the bubbler, yeah. and the bubbler is is like a, a lot of these. I've listened to this stuff for ages, and. <laughs> It's still. I'm still trying to get You're it down. You're the best at it, man. No, they're doing these, these rhythmic yeah. in between beats. So yeah. while the guitars are going, chink, chink, mm. you have the organ yeah. bubbling. Literally, uh, there was a keyboard player named Bubbler, one of the guys <laughs> back in the he day. He knows all those guys. He's been doing it since he's been a kid. So why well, I mean, I was I collect uh, vinyl from there? And it's, yeah. it's just fun. I mean, yeah. it's fun to watch too. It's yeah. fun to watch. Um, you know, it's a, it's a more kinetic thing yeah. to, to see. Yeah. So uh, it's very danceable too. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm not uh, a dancer at all, but that kind of music you just have to move to. Oh, yeah. And then and back to our early days, that's all we did. Was the early days, he had the greatest record collection. I remember when we first started playing together, I went to Rob's house, uh, apartment, and he had the, a record collection with Linton Quasey Johnson and all yeah, these guys right, that right. turned me on to Robin, Robbie Shakespeare and Sly Dunbar, all these drummers that I never heard of, you know? It was just unbelievable. It was I'm, like an encyclopedia of music. So we're, we came back to it, basically. Well, yeah. I'm glad that you did, and I'm glad that yeah. um, you guys are still in existence as a band, because I think about the business <laughs> Well, seriously, yeah. like the business of music, the business of any art, it'll is, kill you. It's really difficult, Dave. You know, I mean, and so I, I want to ask both you guys: When was it that you realized?
realized like you're, you're doing a big show that you can that this can be a job. This is my career right now, and what I'm doing is no longer just tinkering in the basement or playing with some friends. That this is actually something that I might be able to do professionally. I can answer that question because it was the very first show we did at Maddie's Place in Levittown ah. in 1980, mm-hmm. which is Davy's uh, turf. Yeah. He probably booked it. Yeah, and and we we went in with zombies fighting. Really, these mixed a mix of crazy songs, some rock. We were doing some uh, covers, Petty and Joe Jackson, whatever was around. Yeah, and then we went in with this reggae sound. And I remember finishing the gig, going, uh, "Wow, this might work." Yeah. <laughs> Literally, and, and it. It did from that. That was in 1980, and we haven't stopped. And it was so much fun. We had so much fun playing it together. It was unbelievable. When did you quit your other job that you probably had while you were right, still a yeah. musician at the time? That night. That <laughs> yeah. night. yeah. You worked wow. for a long time. I kind of, I sort of, when you asked that question, I mean, when I was probably in high school when I knew, like, because I was failing in school, but <laughs> music, you know, not, the band, the garage band was working. I was making like $300 a week back in 1972. Yeah. It was like, I'm quitting, or 73, whatever it was. And I said, this is what I'm going to do. Uh, I hope. I was, I was playing <laughs> I at a piano bar yeah. downtown, yeah, exactly. which was like, I was the piano man, you know, an afternoon shift is like, oh, it's it Well, was, Robert Klein, too, was, you did that. I did me. some side gigs, yeah. and then really, we did this one show. We all looked at each other. And, came together. Uh, and it came together in the crowd. It was kind of something new for everybody. And then we ended up going to another club called Vernon's. Yeah. And that was our, uh, our boot camp. We played, yeah. you know, four sets a night, five nights a week. I mean, we burned it out and just kept going. What, know. what was your first big record deal? Um, well, we did the indie, indie stuff first. And uh, Amore, we did ourselves. And then we in 85, we had already been playing five years. And we signed with Columbia. And that was the big year for the band. You, so, you'd uh, covered... Man in the Streets, was that the... Yeah. And that was one of the early... It was. Right. Yeah. SMR, it was uh, the uh, Emerald City gig. Well, we right. yeah, we did a demo. We had a place in Maniunk where we used to rehearse called The Ranch, and it was oh. not a ranch. <laughs> <laughs> in Maniunk? I don't think yeah. so. Yeah. It was, but it was our ranch, and we did a demo of uh, Man in the Street was an instrumental by this Jamaican track. Uh, yeah, a little two-track demo. Um and MMR was one of the first stations to play. Yeah. It was awesome. These first station to play. The first. Yeah. Oh, Absolutely. Cool. Well, the, the relationship has obviously yeah. been something yeah, that's yeah, been yeah, uh, yeah, enjoyed yeah. by everyone. Yeah. But uh, what I like, and Preston tells me, you know, going to your studio, and, and you're also aficionados of the instrumentation and the equipment used um, throughout the years. And if I'm, and I, I don't know if this is correct, but some of the, some tracks were actually from, the 80s incorporated into this, I mean, the literal tracks taken from the 80s incorporated into this release. The new record, absolutely. The whole thing kind of happened organically. We didn't set out to do this kind of record, but it just kind of evolved. And then we have these four-track demos from back in the day. Literally, some of the tracks on the new album were recorded in the 80s, 90s, and we transferred them to a... We had to find a machine that would play them. (laughs) They were on a little cassette, put them into the digital world. I remember those. I remember those devices. And and there's there's something... they sounded pretty good, actually. It's like sort of finding the old Batmobile when you go there. It's like, oh my God. Because anyone who started, even in our... You guys are obviously doing on a much more elaborate uh, um, level, but Preston and I, we have conversations about... Bumping between two track to two track sure. to two track to build something at that time. Exactly, and I and I I love that we were there for the switch from analog to digital awesome. because I always contend there were tricks and cheats that were developed on analog that ported nicely into digital. Yeah, you know, and Absolutely. and it, it's something that I I I'm, I savor. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah Rob amazing. was showing me a couple of the uh, the old pieces of equipment. He was giving me a tour of the studio, and, and sure enough, Steve, there's little razor blades. Oh, <laughs> Those were the I days, though. Yeah. Editing tape, uh-huh. you know, when engineers would do that, you know, yep. and it would take, now it's like oh. a breeze. They do it so quickly, but I remember seeing tape, like, you know, yards of tape where some engineers would be pouring out and, get, you know, editing. And well, here's the thing. There's no it. undo, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> We're so yeah. used to undo, undo. Oh, I've tried a few. I made a mistake. <laughs> well, you'd see your tape go around, and there's yeah. a, there was a razor blade, and they would cut your master yeah. tape. I mean, that free. is your work. The and, master. Yeah. And yeah. if you don't cut it exactly right and it's put true. it back together, you're in trouble. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, your heart would stop every time. Yeah. And uh, So that's nice about digital. Is like yeah. you're, you're not going to lose it, but yeah. the analog... Those were the days, and, you know, we all grew up with that. Even vinyl albums, there's a sound. And with this album, again, it was kind of accidental, but we went back to these cassettes, and they sounded really good. Um, Not all the the stuff is usable, but we found some stuff that really was. Then we opened up David on the drums and sang on some things. But a lot of the tracks on the new record were originally recorded years ago. Eric was uh, telling me the story that night of uh, the song Pete Rose, (laughs) uh, which is an instrumental. And he's like, yeah, sure enough, the the main part of the song was taken from a cassette to a two-track recording, and it's used on there. That's wild. That's wild. Yeah. Well, there's a sax solo on that. And he said, I can never play that solo again, so we have to use it. Uh, <laughs> so it was literally from the cassette from, I think, 1982. Yeah, yeah. And his guitar as well, it had this twangy sound. Yeah. He said, I can't get that sound anymore. That's so amazing. We yeah. just actually use yeah. those real tracks. So, the, and there, but there's, the amazing thing is there's software now, and there has been for a while, that can that can really yes. re-energize mm-hmm. the right. sound. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, but I'm glad to hear that there was not a lot of degrading of the um, of the original audio. No, so, yeah. it, it actually got better, didn't well, it? I mean, if you were, if you were to put an hour estimate on how much archived audio exists of uh, the Hooters throughout all the years, any any you care to take a guess, or is it beyond comprehension? I have boxes of cassettes. Yeah. We used to record every show, especially the U.S. tours. We would run a cassette of every night, and even even locally, like we played Ardmore, we, it was the twenty three East. Right, probably hundreds of cassettes wow. or more oh, days. Wow. <laughs> I mean, way too much. Let's put it that way. <laughs> thank uh, goodness you kept it, though. You know, well, some of it worth time. hearing, and uh, uh, the other yeah. thing back in the early days we'd write a song one night we'd play it the next night we would toss it the next night you know, <laughs> yeah. like, let's try it out zombies it, was early in the set remember we play zombies at vernon's the, it would be the second or the first yeah, song yeah we we, need, we needed to get it out of the way because yeah. it was still so weird yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and it's like that sometimes that an artist will write a song and they're like ah this is just kind of a filler for mm-hmm. the album and it turns out to be the hit yeah. time after time yeah, yeah. yeah. well and for us yeah, zombies really was the song because we did that at our very first show yeah and it was kind of okay that's a strange song and and then over the time, people said, hey, what's that one about zombies? And it came together quickly, actually, yeah. right? As, as a musician, is that um, is that not frustrating, but it's like, oh, but look at this. And they're looking at that. And and over time, <laughs> do you begin to appreciate that, you know, the same talent and the same effort, you know, it was all there for that one. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like, well, like if you were originally... right. Inclined to sort of, you know, not dismiss it, but this is not what I, this is the album, this yeah. is the song, you the know? The key is getting objective ears, because when you're in the middle of it, you might be so uh, stoked it. by a song, but yeah. you need a good producer, and we had a fantastic Rick. one, which was Rick Chertoff, who yeah. was a great friend and a drummer in a band I yeah. was in, and then he went on to produce all the Columbia albums. He did Cindy's album, yeah. and Joan Osborne, and he was our uh, George Martin, whatever, yeah. you know, someone who can say, guys, this could use some work. And, you know, you get so pumped and so psyched about some songs. And, sure. and we played for Rick, and he would go, well, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and then your heart sinks, you know? Yeah. But then 
he'll also come in and say, but you know that other song that was just sitting there? Right. If you just took that and you put a verse from here and you change the key. So it is that, you know, when you're so inside it, you might get really excited about it. But mm. it's nice to get opinions and listen to them. Yeah. yeah. I read out Jelly Peppers Under the Bridge. Like, that was a throwaway. Yeah. And I think it was Rick Rubin was producing. He's like, hang on a second here. There you go. Let's back something. up. And I, I think there's something here. So right. sometimes right. a fresh pair of ears or yeah. the right pair of ears. You need it. Can get you in the right direction. Yeah, I mean, there's very few people that can direct it all themselves. You really need some of that objectivity. Absolutely. Rob, you mentioned the, U- the U.S. tour uh, or yes. a U.S. tour. You were talking about that when you were about touring the U.S. And you guys are doing a tour uh, with Rick Springfield. We are. Uh, and who else is on there? A few other people on the uh, bill. Paul Young. Uh, well, it's a, it's called I Want My 80s. <laughs> and, uh, we're going. It's been a while. Uh, and it's kind of a revolving or rotating lineup. Uh, okay. It's, it's Rick Springfield, Paul Young. Tommy Two Tone, and then the Tubes are playing some shows. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. We, uh, John Wade, John Wable, or uh, I guess yeah. like, you know who's we got ever buddies in, the... in all those bands. We <laughs> yeah. just kind of who's cool. ever in the two. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. we end up on the West Coast. It's our first yeah. national tour in decades, mm. so we're. Uh, Nervously excited. Let's put it that way. That's what you should be because, I mean, a lot of these, um, you'll see these tours and they they are nothing but wonderful for people, you Mm. know. It's uh, these are all artists that are like, yeah, that's uh, that's awesome. Oh, we yeah. love the idea. Yeah. I mean, it's just it'll be a lot of work, but God, just the opportunity to get a bite of the apple again, you know, like that across the country and playing places that is I'd be in Munich or Berlin every every summer, just about. Yeah. And I'm going, God, I wish I was in. Uh, I'd love to do this in you know. Oregon. Oregon. Yeah, we're going to Bend, Oregon. We're going to play in that YouTube theater and at SoFi Stadium. We're going to play there. It's a 6,000 seat venue, I believe. That's going to be fun. Yeah. My buddies out there are going to be able to. I lived out there for a few years, so it'll be nice to play like my old hometown, my other hometown. That's That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And Germany's big. um, Yeah. Yeah. Right. We're heading there in June. Uh, That's like the easy part of the tour. (laughs) Who do they like more, Hasselhoff or you guys? Yeah. Probably Hasselhoff. <laughs> <laughs> we do okay. Over the years, that's become our staple. We do these festivals and then on the weekends and then clubs in the week. And we, we have a fantastic crew over yeah. there. Uh, honestly, it's going to be more of a challenge to tour the States than it is to get to go overseas because we haven't done it in so long. And mm. the drives are a lot longer, too. Yeah. So yeah. there's that. Well, let me ask you this. As a band, and you guys have, uh, you know, you've, you've earned your keep for a long, long time. And so uh, uh, when you're when you're going out on tour... What would you recommend? When when does a band on a tour really hit their zenith as far as, you know, oh, yeah, we got it. We got it down now. Would you say early on when everybody's working yeah, really, really hard? hard? You know, it's funny. We don't rehearse a lot. Even with new material, we like to just, the rehearsals are the gigs. Yeah. We'll go through the songs, but but we don't do production rehearsals or anything. We just get out there. We've played together so long. Yeah. Uh, two or three shows, even yeah. for, especially for singing vocals. Yeah. You know, it's a muscle. You yeah. got to. Uh, you know, if you're off the road, you're not singing and playing. And for Davey on the drums, it's all—it's physical for yeah. all of us. But I'd say two, three shows, we're in the groove yeah. and we're ready to roll. And then it's, you know, smooth sailing generally. I mean, you've been at it for so long. I mean, there's yep. th- there's that. But, uh, no, it's very exciting that this opportunity is coming your way. 43 years. Yeah. yeah. Well, we got a, over <laughs> 50, 50 shows this yeah. summer, which yeah. you look at the itinerary and you yeah. go, oh, my gosh. And, yeah, but yeah. we get out there and, and, honestly, we feel like we're playing better than ever. We're we're getting up there, but we're hitting the notes. We're playing the songs, yeah. in, mostly in the original keys, and uh, no teleprompter yet. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> remarkable. That's a lot of stuff to remember. <laughs> Although in Ardmore, yeah. I totally based on some no, of the new stuff. I was making up words on the you spot. That would make me so nervous. Like, I, how do you get through that when you it just leaves your mind? 
It does, and and you know we did we have this this new version of a song, old song called Engine Nine Nine Nine, which we recorded <laughs> back in the day. So we have a new version, although it is an older song. I got to verse two, and I just spaced, and I'm looking at Eric, and he's he's singing the harmony, and he's looking at me, and it's contagious. You know, if one guy forgets, then we all forget. So we, I just start making up words. And then people are looking, the hardcore fans in the front, they kind of get it. After the show, nobody else knows. Or it was their favorite part of the show. You know, if I go to a show and somebody screws up or they stop the song, Pierre and I were talking about this. You know, if it's a train wreck and they stop and they start over, that's what you remember the most. Oh, yeah. Well, it's funny because uh, David Crosby passed away and I had completely forgotten that I had been to a Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young concert. And so... uh, uh, you know, in his honor, when I was uh, on my way home from work, I started listening to so far the the album Sweet Judy Blue Eyes came on, and I was like, "Oh my God, that's right! They messed this up in the middle of the concert." And that's when I remembered that I was <laughs> saw the main concert because they stopped yeah. in the middle of yeah, it and exactly, then started yeah. it all over again. Yeah. You know, it can be mortifying. And when we were back in yeah. the early days, we would really get upset yeah. and angry, and then yeah. but now it's like, look, they don't want to see you be pissed mm. off or upset. No, you just although you, it was fun watching Ray and Dave have a fight on stage. <laughs> in uh, you know, we were playing with the Kinks once, and I was like on the side of stage, and here Mick Avery's playing drums, and these were my heroes. And all of a sudden, Ray wants to play one song, and Dave wants to play another, and they're like, "Well, that's a whole other F level." You no, F you, F you. Well, they, wow, man, I'm watching a fight in front of fifteen thousand people, and they didn't care. And again, that's the most memorable yeah. part of the show. Yes. Uh, I'll guarantee yeah. they walked into the venue fighting. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're yeah, one yeah, of the legendary yeah. warring yeah, brothers. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But, it, my God. Preston, it happens. I, I think David has a gift for. Yeah, well, today. well, I'll tell you what. So, at the party, uh, yeah. you, you and Jim, was uh, it your, yeah, my buddy Jim, Jim yeah. came back. We were yeah. by the drums, and you were looking at the dread snare. Yes, uh, I, that dread snare I've had since. Should you explain what the dread snare? So the dread snare is, is a, a <laughs> snare drum that most I, I got it from the reggae cats. They would take a, a snare drum. We were talking about the timbali sound, but yep. it was a little different, a little thicker, had a little meat to it. Uh, um, basically, these guys would maybe break a bottom head and then he put a snare drum on there and it would give you this sound. So you basically have two two yeah. snares. You have a yeah. regular snare and then and another snare. And Davey used to be Davy Dread. Yeah, I'm bringing it back though. We, so we were names. talking about that drum. Well, you know, I had it for, I lost it for a couple of years, that exact drum. I yeah. left it at a studio. And uh, fortunately, the guy said, hey, I got a drum of yours and I got it back. But for two years, for a couple of years, I was using another dread snare. Yeah. Which I am presenting to you. Oh! Wow. You got the, there's the thick sticks. That's oh, made. my God. Really, you know? Well, actually, I need somebody to hold it. Oh, right. Right. If you hold it yeah. and kind of play on the rim. There you go, man. Yeah, there you go. That's the way it's supposed to sound. Listen to that. I need to get it. Went home. Matter of fact, when I heard it Monday where you're trying to find the dread on on yes. zombies, I went. I got to get this guy a dread. Man. I got. Yeah, he get taught us. Myself. He taught so, us yeah. what to look for. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When I yeah. came in, and, and, and Dave was showing me his, his beautiful drum kit. Oh, yeah. hang on a second. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to mention that. Yeah. And and uh, I gravitated towards this. Beat the crap yeah. thing on a stand. Not even round all anymore. by itself. <laughs> and I, I'm like, you know, I go, how long you had this tamale? He goes, oh, 1980. <laughs> and I go, is that the one I hear on, you know, all you zombies? And he's like, yes. that's the one. That's the and I'm like, no way. And I was just like, I love, you know, yeah. musical instruments that yeah. have a, uh, a, 
uh, history. Yeah, history. History to them, and especially to yeah. you personally. Yeah. If you know yeah. it, you've heard yeah. it, that's the one. Yeah. It makes it that much yeah. more special. Yeah. And so I was just fixated yeah. on it. And we started jamming <laughs> on it. Yeah, we were playing together. Oh, well, that guy right there actually had some Hooter... Uh, a spit and snot on it, <laughs> uh, uh, which we we used on some shows because it. I couldn't find it. And it, it, see the dent, uh, right there. That's when somebody threw something at me and hit. Me. Oh, really? But oh. see the dent, but it's got some. I didn't want to clean it up. They weren't too uh, happy with the Davy yeah, Drake yeah, yeah, yeah. that. <laughs> so it, 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 I said, this is guy's going to have his own history with this thing. The head has got some real work on it too. So it's yeah, it's all you. Say, the oh. gaff tape to give it right. the sound. So yeah. the more beat up, the better. Yeah, the better. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. So my brother. Much. That's my so brother. I love that. Yeah. Oh, this is. And they I hope all, they know that you're like a, you're a real drummer, man. <laughs> they autographed the inside of the shell here. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, man. It's fantastic. Davey, you just Thanks, mentioned Dave. a, a beat up drum. Is that sort of where the story it came from for beat up guitar? Like, well, when, when you guys wrote that of, song? Um, well, that, I mean. Not yeah. quite because that's well. That's another instrument. Yeah, Eric, right. The guitars. These yeah. guys have these vintage yeah, right. guitars, yeah. and right. so yeah. I mean, it's yeah. there's something about these old instruments that we love. Yeah. It, it, they're all over the new album. In fact, if you get the new record, we took these Polaroids, kind of old looking photos of the gear that we used. Besides transferring the tapes, we used beat up guitars. Uh, old amps. I had a amp from an amp from high school that uh, Eric played all the guitars through, and we used these Farfisa organs. And ah, that was a Gibson that. amp, right? Uh, it's in was Gibson it? amp, yeah. a little Casio keyboard. Yeah. So on the re- on the new record, it really is not just retro with the rhythms, but mm. the sounds as well. And this, the dress, you know, you'll hear it all over the mm. record. It's that Timbali sound, but Davey yeah. plays it in a certain way. And it became the dreads there. Yeah. It's not an overdub. I, I, I play a rhythm, and it's just part of the whole context of the of the groove. It becomes part of the groove. So I'm playing like this and playing. You yeah. know, it, it just, it's not like you overdub it. You play it within the beat. And so. the dread part of it, it's not that we dread the sound. <laughs> it's like, it's the Rasta, Natty yeah. Dread. Yeah. If you're a Bob Marley fan, Natty Dread, yeah. it's all the, the, yeah. the Rasta culture yeah. is dreadlocks and all yeah. of that. So the that became, became the dread, the dread snare. snare. You, you talk about the, the that sound and, and using the older equipment and, and an album that I love, Joe Jackson did years ago, Body and Soul. Yeah. And he recorded it all on old tube equipment. Right. And that oh album sounds Amazing. wild. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's digital. We're all in the digital world. And again, undo. And, and, and it ain't going And away. it's fast. <laughs> But and there's plugins, there's digital versions of all these instruments and sounds, which are fantastic. You can put it on your laptop and and they work. But the real when you hear the real thing, when you hear a tube amp, yeah. a Hammond organ, drums that are just live and recorded well, especially even to tape. Yeah, there's something about it that is uh, magical and fun. Agreed. He's 44. I, I think at one time counting 44 Hammonds. <laughs> and and he's, I walk into the studio to cut this record. Yeah, we're, and, we're and there's collection. this organ he's playing that was some analog. It looked, it looked ancient, and it is. I don't know what that, that was some Havana thing. It was wild, but the yeah. instruments were just so cool. It's been fun. Well, and Rob, you, you told the story uh, when we were at the listening party about uh, one of those was a uh, John Lennon. Uh, from, oh yeah. Well, I have uh, a Hammond. Hammond. My, the most cherished piece for me is the Hammond B3, which is the main organ that you hear mm-hmm. on rock records. That was the model that caught on, and we did a lot at the record plant. Uh, which was in New York, and when it closed, they were kind of liquidating all the gear. In fact, mm-hmm. Jackson Brown uh, brought their main console. They had great stuff, but they had a bunch of Hammonds, and uh, I, they said, take your pick, because I needed uh, one. And I got the Hammond from John. Studio A, which was John Lennon's room. Unfortunately, that was the room where he was recording the night uh, he died. Oh, and, my God. And he yeah. would be there, um, mm-hmm. and Petty, and Springsteen, and you name it. I mean, Studio A at the record plant was, was the space for oh. years. 
Yeah. And um, I have that organ with yeah. like cigarette burns on the mm. sides of it, and wow. it's beat up. Mm. I mean, it's the beat up organ. Yeah, um, <laughs> but it's a piece of history, yeah. and uh, it's got a lot of soul and grit. And God knows who who played it. That so. lobby was so amazing at the record plant. You mentioned record plant. Like we'd be in B, and A was next door, and then C upstairs was amazing. Yeah. But but B, I, I'd walk out knowing that I'm going to meet one of my heroes. Always doing a session, or Anton would be next door doing a session. You know, uh, Edgar yeah. Winter was there in there one day. But these yeah. giants, uh, Chapman, the well, Miles Davis thing was the thing that blew me away. Rob yeah, and I walked right. out one day. And Miles was uh, Miles was recording upstairs, and uh, and, uh, and and and, Tom and we're like, hey, can we go up there? No, no, like, Tom no. Dowd. Actually, no, no, <laughs> but, but Tom Dowd asked Rob and I. We walked yeah. out, said, "Do you guys want to hear?" Miles' version of Time After Time. Yeah. Shut and up. And we went up, we sat up there, yeah. and we listened to playback. And I'm looking at Rob going, yeah. Miles uh, is covering uh, your song. Those are amazing uh, His chords, his progression, Miles yeah. is playing it, man. We were like, I think I was floating for about three years after that. <laughs> from that. It was amazing. We had uh, May yeah. Pang on the show, we uh, interviewed, yeah. and, and uh, she was talking about that being there. And yeah. I think that was... She told a story about John's recording, yeah. and uh, yep. they're all there, and they're looking forward, and they hear the... This is after, you know, they, they were all gone their separate ways. There's a lot of animus, you know, between John yeah. and Paul. And uh, they're there, and, they, you know, the door opens up, and she turns around, and it's Paul McCartney with Linda. Yeah. And they hadn't communicated at all in well. years, and uh, she relayed the story that John turns to uh, Paul and goes, Hey, hey, Paul, you, you want to... Like, like yeah. nothing had mm-hmm, happened right. yeah. at all. Yeah, I bet. And then he jumped yeah. in and played mm-hmm. drums. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. And so uh, that, the, the history, it just, get, it. it just gets into the core of these things. And that's, yeah, I think, right. why we love them so yeah. much. You know? They were brought, so nice. I mean, we met Paul on top of the pops and, and he couldn't have been... He was so nice. Yeah. Such oh, a nice cool. man. It was. Yeah. By the way, uh, you'd mentioned Time After Time and it's uh, it still pops up in movies all the time. Yeah. Air, that new uh, yep. Nike movie. Yes. It, they, they play... Well, it was all 80... The music was all, I think, 84, 83, yeah. 84, so they kept it real vintage and, um, yes, I, we went, a friend of mine had seen it. He said, you gotta go see the movie. We knew they had asked... Um, you know, they'll get permission uh, or ask for a license, but there's never a guarantee that it's going to be in the movie. Right. So um, you have to literally wait and see the movie. could yeah. be the last minute. And then if they did use that. A great yeah. soundtrack for that movie. you gotta now, get, you got to get one on uh, Stranger Things, right, Preston? Uh, yes. Because yeah. that's right in the wheelhouse. <laughs> now, so not to pry too much, but you do get paid for that, right? We do. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, it's, ne- it's negotiable. You but, know, uh, it's so weird, though. He, I, I remember doing a gig, like, now we're thinking back, but like the 80s, we're going to Harrisburg, and we're, I guess we're, I don't know who's in the car, but I know that Rob's in the car, because we had to all pit, pull over to take a leak, and <laughs> I remember a cassette player being, or a Walkman, and he, I heard time after time then, on the way to Metro, Metro, or portion of the song, and you know the song became massive, but he <laughs> right there was the first time you'd heard yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. So, taking a piss. This is pretty good. <laughs> so like when uh, uh, the Walking Dead and uh, Army yeah. of all these movies started popping up, are you going, "Come on, <laughs> we got a song that's tailor made for this right here"? All you zombies. Well, they'll ask. Oh, yeah, exactly. You know, the funny thing is they. They haven't used zombies very much. I, maybe yeah. it was just too obvious. Yeah. Um, I think it's been in a couple of shows, but I, that's what I'm thinking. Come on, guys. We got the theme song. <laughs> yeah, you know. got What's the most? What, what, what ends up the most? Do you, I assume you have an accounting of... Um, well, time has really been yeah. covered a lot. Yeah. And, and, yeah. Well, Cindy, we, we played on her record, and Eric and I, and Rick, again, Rick yeah. Shadoff produced yeah. it. So we kind of were her band. Yeah. And then... Um, 
Her her vocal on that, I mean, uh, I mean, was amazing. And the crazy story there is that the record you hear was actually the demo. It, it was the last thing we did for the album. Uh, and Rick said, we need one more song for the album. <laughs> that was it. There you so, go. So it was the last minute kind of, we sat in the studio at a uh, piano, actually in uh, Studio A of the record plant one night, sitting at a piano, and then we went right to the tape. So the, the, the uh, album version or the single that you hear was uh, the demo. Uh, we didn't even have time to, usually you do a demo, then you, you know, whatever. It goes through many phases but uh that's her, wild her vocal i think was almost a first take on that too it's amazing great singer yeah so with yeah. the new record uh with rocking and swing <clears throat> we got uh went to a listening party we got cds Ooh, yeah. got cds <laughs> which yeah. is really cool but digital obviously but there's vinyl you... too oh is it <laughs> yes Listen, my, my youngest brought me uh, a vinyl record the other day uh that uh, they had picked up at a, at a, a, a music event and was first album uh that uh, they had ever had, and we sat down and listened to it. And was just blown away. Vinyl is nothing to sneeze at. It's no. well, the it's thing with vinyl things. is there's this, this constant dialogue or a discussion about what sounds better, or, but it's not even about the sound. No. It's about holding a record. Yeah. It smells a certain way. Yes. You know, it's a piece of tangible. It's not just on your iPod or, or yeah. your phone. You know, you're looking at, the, for at least for us growing up, you, we would read the album credits like, what's a producer do? What's a, yeah. a mastering that engineer? Who played on it? Who, yeah. you know, who was the assistant? Uh, the, or there were liner notes. You had some of these old jazz albums where they really go track by track. Yeah. So you miss that tactile yeah. sense of things. And, you know, it's it's also a social thing. You sit around, you're yeah. passing the records around. Well, and, and as a fan of music, there, you actually take a little bit of ownership when you have a record right like yeah. you feel like i own a little bit of this band and this oh, yeah. music becomes mine yep. whereas where you're listening on your phone which is a great way obviously to listen to music um it, it seems to me like i'm just renting it you know <laughs> and, and i gotta give it back at the end of the day and it's kind of owned by my phone but if i have a record and i'm looking at it there's a tactile sensation and then there. it becomes a record collection <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's a, it's a coffee, like, coffee table book that you can listen to like and, books uh, whatever you, you collect yeah, them you swap yeah, them yeah. and uh and speaking of records we also re-released our very first 45 um when it, along with the new album there is vinyl but there's our first record that we John did ourselves was um fighting on the same side it came out in 81 wow and uh that was our first recording big hole 45 so we have that out now as a re-release on yellow vinyl and uh it's been fun i mean it's we grew up with albums i mean look it's yeah. it's yeah. nostalgic as much Love as anything but and they sur surpassed uh cd sales yeah, uh, coming, which is kind of wild it's great yeah. to see them hanging in there our yeah. friend phil nicolo by the way shout out to phil he recorded amore uh, back in Studio 4, back in the 80s, and now he's got a pressing plant. He pressed up our vinyl. He's doing stuff. For, he did the U2 recent uh, double album and, wow. and Nirvana reissues. So vinyl's back, and for us, it never left. So we're, <laughs> we're thrilled. Uh, well, listen, Rocking and Swing uh, is out now, and it's, it's fun. It's feel-good. It's happy music, everything yeah. that I've listened to it from. Uh, it's definitely summertime yeah. vibe type of thing, so uh, get it now. Uh, from the Hooters. And then uh, the tour uh, is going to work its way around. You just played the shows here, but you guys will be swinging back through uh, Cape May and Quakertown yes. uh, a little bit later on. Fact, this I want to mention that because okay. the, those shows were booked before the, the Rick Springfield tour. So Springfield, we're one of four bands, and it'll be a shorter set. We'll play a full, you know, good set, but the shows we're doing in Quakertown and Cape May full are full tilt evening with hours of Hooterization. Hooterize. Quakertown is an outdoor. We've done it. This will be our third or fourth year. It's really fun. It's just a big open area. Um, and then Cape May last year, we did one night. We're doing two nights at Cape May Convention Hall. few tickets left, 
But that's going to go, and that's, a, again, full tilt show in the middle of the Springfield tour. So it's kind of a little detour. We, we, there were, those are already booked, so we're going to jump off the tour and for the local fans. Oh, the down tilt. the shore. There's a Saturday night show. Dude, I'm there. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm right. there. I'll play Dread Snare. Bring a Dread Snare. Yeah, yeah, come on. Yeah. You can yeah. jam. Yeah. Uh, so that. happy you guys have uh, new music first time in uh, over a decade, right? Yeah. Yes. And uh, and the tour, all of this happening right now, it's just a, it's a wonderful thing, and we're happy to be oh, here to help great. you guys out with it. So. We're exhausted. <laughs> and it's just getting started. Hey, you know, you get in front of the people, even last weekend, the three shows, two sets, and it was like, here we go again. Uh-huh. And that used to be the 23 East. That was our stomping grounds, and, you know, we were back. And the and the it's really the fans. Once you get, you, no matter how you're feeling, and believe me, you're they out of the are room, the best. They, they give you the energy, so you get up there and Lisa, and, Susan, yeah, all that. I know they're all my friends. You walk yeah. out, they're great. Love it, they're great. Rocking and swing. It's the new album, and uh, make sure you check WMMR.com. We got the tour dates, and we want to thank you guys, Rob Hyman, David yeah. Bassett. Yeah, thank you guys for thank being you. here. Thank We're going to take a break. We'll be back in just Woo. a sec. People coming up. Stay there. This weekend, 93.3 WMMR begins our celebration of Preston and Steve's 25 years together. Listen as we recall a quarter century of stupid stunts, A-list guests, legendary live broadcasts, and charitable events that have made our mornings in the Delaware Valley better. Congrats on 25 years, guys. From 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks your mornings. Be file time. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. It is brought to you this morning by... CSB, Media Arts Center. You can train for a career in broadcast media, web development, social media marketing, and filmmaking all at CSB Media Arts Center in Cherry Hill. Go to, uh, or I'm sorry, the website is gocsb.com. That's gocsb.com. All right, um, this one sheds a little light on why people steal catalytic converters. Two Nassau County, New York brothers and a co-conspirator were arrested in charge on an 81-count indictment on Friday alleging that they engage in a black market catalytic converter trafficking, trafficking operation that at one point netted the brothers $170 million <laughs> from a single refinery. What? $170 million. <laughs> this is between 2021 and 2022. Alan and Andrew Paleski. That's a that's a major yeah. crime ring. Trafficked stolen catalytic converters from states as far as California, extracted precious metals from inside, and sent those metals to refineries to be paid. Uh, the Paleski brothers were arraigned in front of a judge on first degree and second degree money laundering, second and third and fourth degree criminal possession of stolen property and fourth degree conspiracy. Uh, they pleaded not guilty of the charges. Their bail was set at $50,000 each. That seems insanely low. Yeah. Uh, the two men are accused of purchasing volumes of whole catalytic converters with cash and then using special tools to open the units to obtain platinum, palladium, and rhodium. Uh, the tools used to extract the precious metals were at Alan Polsky's company, uh, Ace Auto Re- Recycling. While all three metals hold high values, uh, rhodium has an estimated value of $7,500 per ounce. Now, to give you perspective, gold has a value of about $2,000 per ounce. So it's more than triple the price. A quick question is, uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I may be misremembering this, but one of those chemicals used as sort of a drug? Uh, platinum, palladium, or rhodium? Yeah. I'm not Sounds sure. Sounds familiar. Okay. Um, 
So after the metals are extracted, were extracted, the DA alleged that the two brothers sent them off to refineries to be separated, weighed, and appraised before the money was uh, wired to Ace Auto Recycling. One refinery, and this is according to this story, allegedly paid Ace $170 million over the course of an 18-month period. Wouldn't they just... Wouldn't red flags be reasonable? That's what I'm thinking. Are, are they now liable? Is the factory that didn't anyone at the factory say, where are you getting all exactly. this? Of that money, the DA claims Ace pulled out over $120 million in cash, some of which was used to buy more stolen catalytic converters. I just, I've never heard of figures like that in, in, a, in a crime. Well, guess who's going to start stealing catalytic yeah, converters, Exactly. Man. Me. Wow. Yeah, this guy. All right, uh, if you want to get the potholes out of your neighborhood or you want to get them filled up, uh, these East Sussex English residents took an unconventional approach. They painted penises on their crumbling road, and the town then tried to remove the offensive images without repairing the road. According to Helen Carr, a resident, she said, uh, we then got the road sweeper going up and down about 30 times to try and scrub them out, but all he achieved was to make the edges of the holes crumble even more and tear up the road, so therefore they then had to repair the road. So they'd done this before, yeah. and uh, it had worked, but they it, what they actually did is came out and repaired the potholes that time. Yeah. They thought they'd pull a fast one this time. Nope, and, and it made... No the, catalytic converts for them. Made the potholes worse, it's and hilarious. therefore it ended up working. A woman who drove under the influence of cocaine and alcohol, killing another driver who was under the influence of alcohol and methamphetamine, was sentenced to, sentenced to probation. Kind of took care of itself, It does it? cancel yeah, yeah. things out a little bit, yeah. doesn't it? Uh, Summer Butler pleaded guilty earlier this year on April 19th. Uh, she, for the incident, took place on April 19th. Uh, police said that a car was making a U-turn in a center lane causing the front of another car which Butler was driving to collide with it the driver the passenger and the driver and the passenger of the first car were both ejected from the vehicle while a uh, trauma paramedic was attending to Butler's injuries a small baggie containing a white substance fell out of the left side of her bra oh that substance was cocaine it should smelled nearly 2 weeks after the crash blood tests confirmed Butler had cocaine and cannabinoids in her system the blood draw also found Butler had an alcohol level of 0.102 which is above the legal limit the victim who died in the crash had a blood alcohol level more than three times above the wow. legal limit. That person also had a substantial amount of methamphetamine in their system. Data from Butler's car showed that she was driving 70 miles an hour just seconds before the collision. Uh, the speed limit in that area is 40 miles per hour. A uh, Ghanaian, is that how you say that? Ghanaian? Ghanaian. Ghanaian. A Ghanaian social media influencer has been extradited from the United Kingdom to the U.S. for allegedly swindling, and I know this pales in comparison to the catalytic converters, right. but she swindled over $2 million from older single American men and women in a twisted, twisted lonely heart scam. Like a catfish thing? Yeah. Son of a bitch. Mona Fay's montage was set to appear in Manhattan Federal Court for alleged involvement in a series of romance schemes targeting older people who lived alone. She had around 3.4 million Instagram followers and was involved with a group of con artists from West Africa who assume fake identities to trick people into thinking they were in relationships with them using emails, texts, and social media messages. I'm always happy to see somebody like this get busted. They're preying upon the lonely people. Yep. The scammers would then get victims to transfer money to them under false pretenses, such as uh, to help move gold to the U.S. from overseas or to resolve bogus FBI investigations and payment to help fake U.S. Army officers in Afghanistan. 
In one case, uh, she allegedly duped a victim into sending her $89,000 through 82 wire transfers in the pretext of helping her father's farm in Ghana. So is this a picture? There's a picture up here on the screen. Yeah, that's her. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's attractive. You know, she's definitely sultry looking. Uh, Phone conversations uh, using her real identity uh, were found, and uh, in total... Montrage netted $2 million in funds the group ripped off from victims to bank accounts that she had in the Bronx and elsewhere. Mm. Uh, she then allegedly laundered the stolen money to other members of the enterprise. So she has horrible busted. All right, and there you go. That is what I have in music news for you. Nick's got to follow up on your question here, Steve. Yeah, Steve, so you're drugs. asking about palladium, and um, I don't know where in your brain this registered, but it was used by Howard Stark on the arc reactor <laughs> for Stark Industries. So maybe that's where you Maybe were that's it. Yeah, and, Possibly. And so Iron Man has a connection to palladium, and perhaps that's where uh, that registered in your head. Quite palladium. Possible. Yeah. Okay. He makes the uh, the arc reactor out of it. Yeah. What did he? What was the one he created? It was in, it was in the second movie. No. <sighs> Argentium. Argentium. Yes. Yeah. And sold it to Steven hey, Singer. You know what? I'm glad you mentioned that because I got a, I got a shard out uh, oh. for, for Steven Singer. Oh, okay. Thank you. I love that. Uh, Erica Hoffman wrote in. She said, yesterday, because of you, I went to Steven Singer with my great-grandmother's engagement ring to design my own. Aww. And we all couldn't stop about Preston and Steven, how great you guys are. And I need to a shout-out to Fitz, whose name is Greg and loves the Fitz dog. Uh, and Natalie, who had so much patience with me, I told them I'd call and uh, shout them out today. They all listen. Last thing, I didn't realize that I had the entire Krista ad read, uh, the entire Krista ad read memorized. <laughs> and that's the one that I got. She got the Krista ah. ready for love diamond engagement ring. Krista. 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 Uh, thank you guys so much for kicking ass and making me laugh every morning, you guys. Uh, and Guys, I was getting an engagement ring. And the Preston and Steve show was all I could think about. You rock. And that is from Erica oh, Hoffman. So a shard nice. out for Steven Singer. And then I want to send this shard out uh, to a friend, uh, Kellyanne Laba. Laba. She says, your favorite Mary Mead Farm baker here. Kelly. Oh, yeah. And I know that you guys love our delicious ice cream and baked goods, but I need a shard out for my fellow employees who will be picking up the slack in my absence. I'm having surgery on Friday and yeah. will be out for eight weeks. Ooh. Uh, thanks so much, and can't wait to be listening again. So here's a shout-out to the gang. Uh, she's, everything's okay. By the way, Kelly's the Mary Mead Farm bakery uh, manager. She's awesome. Yeah, she's, she's got some... Um, Steve, she messaged me, and uh, it's... Um, personal? Pers- yeah, but okay. um, so it's it's not um, it's not a, a snap. It's okay. something serious. Okay. Um, but but uh, I know that our show helps uh, helps her get through. And Kelly's, okay. Kelly's a great person, and that ice cream is fantastic. Yes, okay. no, no, it'll it'll turn out well for yeah. us. So she's yeah. a sweetheart. All right, Kellyanne, thank you uh, for checking in. Good luck with everything. Uh, we wish you nothing but the best. All right, we're gonna break, break, break. Oh, oh, really? Oh, oh, thank you, Casey. Oh, oh, oh. oh. Uh, so apparently. A new Foo Fighters song was just released. And we will have a clip in music news to play for you when we return. So that is the breaking news, breaking music news for you uh, this morning. And as we are going to stop for a moment, uh, Kathy, we have a secret text word and we need a winner. What color set your fancy on fire? Eight. All right, call number eight. 215-263-WMMR. If you know the secret text word, you can win. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Hey, want to hang out with your favorite MMR DJs? 
Check out the events and appearances page at WMMR.com. Come say hello. Plus, you might even win some cool prizes we snuck out of the building. WMMR.com's got all the where, whens, and what they're giving away. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. Kidding. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. It is Wednesday. Wednesdays, we like to do a little thing called the secret text word. And we were asking for you to text in secret all morning. We sent a word back to you. And now it is time to find out who our winner is. We're looking for caller number eight. Caller number eight is Jackie. Well, hello there, Jackie. Hi, Preston. Hey. Sorry to at work. <laughs> I love your enthusiasm. We'll take it. Well, listen, I need to know the secret text word, and then we can award your prize. What is the secret text word? Steps. Steps. That is correct. Like, give me three steps. And hang on the line, Jackie, because you are going to go to... Uh, the Lost Highway Motorcycle Show and Concert. It's a two-day festival, and we have two-day passes for you this Friday and Saturday at Poconos Park in Bushkill, PA. Uh, and it features this band right here, Leonard Skinner, and also the Marshall Tucker Band uh, and others as well. So custom bikes on display from the Speed King Cycle Showcase and info and tickets available at LostHighwayShows.com. Uh, our secret text... Winner, random texter winner, it's Harry Wood. Harry hey, Wood? Of Winwood, PA. Is that the Harry Wood who gets in? I think he texts me yep. or emails me from yep. time to time. It's got to be the same guy. Harry, you also get those tickets, too. So congratulations to you, and thank you to everybody who did text in with their chance to win. Now, if you didn't win that, it's all right. We got your chance to win something else. We are going to give away right now for the lesson question a pair of tickets for the Atlantic City Beer and Music Festival. June 3rd and 4th, that's at Bader Field and Dropkick Murphys, 311, a couple of the bands that are playing that nice. event. Uh, the question, man, these are tough questions. Um, yeah. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, oh, man, what do I go with here? How about this? Who are me and Steve's legal representatives? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know who both Steve and I are, have our legal representatives. They were they were named earlier this morning. 215-263-WMMR. If you heard the answer, call now, and we'll do the trash white call in. The trash is mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by Cherry Roofing and Siding. You can get 0% financing and a free estimate when you book at cherryroofingandsiding.com. Since 1975, they've been providing service with a cherry on top. Steve, what's going on this morning? Well, according to DailyMail.com, rumors that Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez are continually fighting are false. A friend close to the couple says there have been some times when they weren't fighting. So there you go. Oh, my God. (laughs) Journalist Edwy Planell has filed a lawsuit accusing the director of Johnny Depp's latest movie of spitting on him. As for Depp, he issued a statement saying, hold my beer, my ex took a dump in our bed. (laughs) Wow. That's right. That's right. Kevin Federline is going ahead with plans to move his sons with Britney Spears to a new home in Hawaii. Federline says he's very excited for the trip and has already loaded up his RV. All right, we are searching for someone who has the correct answer to today's lesson question and a need to know if you know 
who our legal representatives are. So both me and Steve. Uh, 215-263-WMMR is the number. So again, who are the Preston and Steve legal representatives? And we've had Megan on hold for a long time. So let's see if we can uh, get the answer here. All right, we're going to go to uh, Megan. Hey, Megan, good morning. I know a lush when I see one. <laughs> You're a lush, You're yeah. Crumbly. Yeah, yeah l- lousy lush. All right, Megan. Uh, you are a lush. I can tell by looking at you. So You're who, a real crumb bum. Who are the legal representatives for both me and Steve? Your wives. Your wives, yeah. yes, that is absolutely correct. Yep. Hang, me. hang on a second, Megan. You're a real crumb bum. Oh, this. This would be great with, like, clips yeah. Yeah. playing of... Uh, get, 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 you're a real get away from me. Get away from me. Get, 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 get. All right, Megan, we are going to give you <laughs> a pair of tickets to the Atlantic City Beer and Music Festival. June 3rd and 4th at Bader Field, presented by Ocean Casino Resort, uh, featuring over 100 breweries, pouring 400 beers, dropkick... One, one, two, three. <laughs> you're a real crumb bum. Could we think up... That one, two, three with me and Pierre's one, two, three. Three, oh. two, one. He does it. I don't, I'm not sure, but who knows. So anyhow. You're a creep. You're a creep. <laughs> You're a coward. You're a creep. You're a creep. You're How about a creep. The app, we give it the, the, the RZA does RZO. Yeah. The, right? The what? The RZA does RZA. The RZA does RZA. <laughs> Uh, by the way, uh, Dropkick Murphy's performing June 3rd, 311 on June 4th, and you visit acbeerfest.com for tickets. I want to play around with this yeah. from some more. Hang on a second. You're a crumb creep. You're a creep. You're a coward. Just me. It was worse. Just me. Get away from me. Get away from me. I know how much what I see. All right. That's like a New Order song. I love yeah. it. All right. Let's do music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah! I want to fight you. All right. He wants to beat up Nell. Brought to you by Mulch Works. Vast, and they offer the highest quality mulch and topsoil. It's manufactured on site, and they also have leaf compost, decorative stone, Pavers and more. Delivery or pick up a residential and commercial markets. You can visit mulchthis.com. In a new interview with Jason Bailey, Corey Taylor blasts the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. When asked which of his three projects, Slipknot, Stone Sour, or a solo band, that he wouldn't want to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, he said, at this point, who gives an ass, really? He said, to be honest, it's hard for me to say that uh, they get it wrong. It's hard for me to say that they get it wrong because sometimes the people they induct... 100% 100% deserve it, but there's still so many groups that should go in before some of the ones that have, and it really upsets me, dude. He said, uh, so at this point, it's like, I don't even know if I'll be ever even be considered for something like that, and I couldn't care less, to be honest. To me, that's a high five at the end of your career, and I would rather have that later on. It's just something I don't really concern myself with. Uh, would I still be, would I be a stingy hog and want to be like the great David Crosby and be in there like four times? Well, that would be great. If I could be in there for all three acts, that would be killer. But I don't think I'm even going to get in for one. So it's fine. I've got better things to do, he said. Yeah. Uh, in a new interview, uh, Buck Cherry's Josh Schott, we talked about him yesterday, yes. opened up about 
being sober from drugs and alcohol for almost 30 years now. And he said, I'm an alcoholic. He said, uh, I've been clean and sober from drugs and alcohol for 28 years. And although you take away the drugs and alcohol, it's just a symptom of the problem. The problem is your mind between your ears. I'm different than a normal guy walking the street. So because of that, I call it the committee. And the committee between my ears can be an asset or a liability for sure. So you have to do a lot of things to manage that and to understand those particular voices in your head that really want to get you isolated from people and get you to drink and use. He said, there's a lot of things that I do. I'm very active in Alcohol Anonymous. Uh, I meditate. I show up. I have a lot of meetings to this day. I'm still a work in progress. I just work really hard on staying focused on the fact that this thing that I got is always lying in wait. And you have to really take it seriously or you can find yourself giving in to those dark thoughts. It's true. So it's a struggle. It's something he still works on. And then finally, Squeeze and the Psychedelic Furs have rolled out a 26-city late summer fall tour. Uh, the new wave That's a good bill. Legends launched the trek on September 8th in New York City's uh, Radio City Hall. And they will be playing Philadelphia September 13th at the Met. <laughs> So I thought that'd be pretty cool. To that mention. is cool. I've seen both a number of times. Uh, a psychedelic furs is my preferred out of those two, but they're both. They both put on good shows. Yeah. So uh, tickets for that September thirteenth, the Met. Go get them. All right. And then finally, we had mentioned that we have a clip of a new Foo Fighter song to play for you, and we're going to do that now. Uh, the what is the song called? I do not even know that. I think it's actually untitled. Under I know you. nothing. That's Under you. Under you. Oh, all right. Is what it's called. So, we ready? Yep. All right, here we go. You raised me. Shut the fuck up. Gotcha. I didn't see it coming. Nope. All right, where are we playing this from? Same same place. place. All right, here we go. Under you. Under you. All right, here we go. Snippet of it. It's uh, I like it. Do we have the whole song? That is the whole song. Yeah. I what? I was told we were going to play a clip in music news. Yeah, can, me too. We can play the whole song, right? Yeah. Can't we? We can play the whole okay. song. Yeah. Get the whole freaking thing. Um. What do you want to do? You just played it. You can start it again. I played most of it. Uh, I think in Warlock. <laughs> I think we should take a break and come back and play the whole damn thing. I think. You're if we right. have the whole wow. song, Man, that's awesome. Okay. All right. I will say though, Silver Surfboard. 
It's not a new sound. That sounds like the Foo Fighters. Totally. Yeah. 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 Um, somebody wrote that it was a new sound and it's fun. No, it sounds like the Foo Fighters. Oh, it definitely sounds a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah but it's uh, fun. But it's yeah. upbeat and that and, part's right and cool. But uh, yeah, it's definitely got a Foo Fighters. What's Charlie? Foo Fighters. I don't. I, I went through the wrong door. Yeah. <laughs> I was supposed to be on with Ben. Get away from me. <laughs> Get away from me. You're going to have a hell of a story, Matt. Me. Bullet of truth. <laughs> okay. Uh, Charlie Sheen and Frank Rizzo, one night only. I think we'll uh, I think we'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll play that whole damn song. Yeah. All right. I think it's what we need to do, so let's do that. That's it in music news. Stay with us for brand new Foo Fighters, the whole tune, when we get back. Teachers rock. And MMR feels they deserve special recognition. That's why Preston and Steve are looking for the coolest teacher at your high school. It's not a pop quiz, but we will need you to vote. Tune in at 615 when Preston and Steve select at random one area high school. Students from that school will have 24 hours to vote for their coolest teacher at PrestonandSteve.com. Preston and Steve's Coolest Teacher, weekdays at 615. Sponsored by Five Below. Hot stuff, cool prices. 93.3 WMMR. Class dismissed. Brand new music from Foo Fighters. You heard it first on the Pierre Bear show. <laughs> I apologize. I didn't know. Bill came in and he's like, I was going to have Pierre debut that today. We didn't know. I did not know. We did oh, not know. Seriously? Yeah. So. <laughs> well, we, it was said it would be just a clip. Yeah. And then I saw we had the whole song. I'm like, why aren't we playing the whole song? <laughs> Whatever, man. You'll hear it again. Pierre will play it again for you. Brand new Foo Fighters under you. Do me a favor. Heard first and exclusively on the Preston and Steve show on 93.3. Even <laughs> one of your bizarre files tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. I'll let him do that. Uh, let us see. What all do we need to do before we wrap up for the day? Uh, I guess we can thank those who joined us on the program today. Uh, which mainly was uh, Rob Hyman and Dave Wasikinen of the Hooters. A lot of fun. We had a great conversation with those guys, man. Uh, just all over the place about the new music, about their tours, about their history, about instruments. And Someone reg- got a gift. Reggae beats and Scott. And yes, Dave Wasikinen gave me a thing he called the Dread Snare. <laughs> uh, and it's not the original Dread Snare, which you can hear on early recordings from the band, but he gave me the the... Uh, the backup dread snare, which he ended up using when he lost the original dread snare and found it. So this one was, it took its place. But Dave gave it to me. That's so sweet. And they all so signed nice. the inside of the shell. I thought that was really, really cool. Where is so, it? What's that? Where is it? Uh, it's in uh, the bag over there, Casey, if you want to. Uh, do you mind? Uh, Pierre would like to see it. So, um, Do you have a CD player? Um, we do. Probably. We do. Oh, you mean right here? Yeah. yeah. Behind oh, you. Yeah. yeah. After you're done, uh, I just put it on track one. I just want to play one little piece of the song for you. Okay. Oh, on the air? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, Case, can you pop that in? Thank you, sir. Look at that. Oh, CD yeah. player? Yeah, here's the... Uh, here's wow! The Isn't that cool? That is so cool. That is obviously played and worn and wow, broken in. and everything. Yeah. Can we hear a little bit of it? Yeah. Now I'm messing that up, so. Nice. Nice. There you go. It's even got duct tape on it. Yeah. And rock and roll, everything is fixed with duct tape. <laughs> you see, I got to have life it. in general, but certainly in rock and roll. 
Wasn't uh, Frankenstein, Van Halen's guitar, didn't he use... Was that tape that he uses too, or is that actually painted on the, I, the lines? Oh, no. I think it was paint, but he's got he you know yeah. that guitar was beat up. I'm sure is just tape on sure. it somewhere. So, um, but anyway, you want to hear a little bit of the first tracks? Well, saying? yeah, because um, what's cool about uh, there's two instrumentals on it. Pete Rose, which they talked about, great interview by the way. Uh-huh. Thank with you, the guys. Great conversation. Um, uh, but Pete Rose is the one, two, three, four. Fifth song, but the song, uh, the opening song is also an instrumental called Guava Jive. And um, if you just play the first um, 30 seconds, Rob told us uh, at the listening party that he took his iPhone and was walking down the beach in Jamaica and just recording background sounds, everything from the ocean to uh, bar sounds to bands playing on bars. And before the song kicks in, you just hear a little bit of this. I thought it would be cool to play. Go ahead. That's on his phone, just walking down right. the street, walking on the beach. And then the song starts. Wow. And it's a great little number. It's a great, yeah. it's all instrumental, but. On his phone. Yeah, uh, well, no. The song is. Yeah, no, but the recording he got yeah, of the, the beach. The recording he got just walking down the beach with an iPhone and put it on record. He heard all these sounds from the ocean lapping to. Um, to, you know, people hanging out at bars and bands playing in the background. And the first 30 seconds, I mean, no one would even know that, but he told us that. Just yeah. It's Portia. Yeah. 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 Hootersmusic.com is where you can get the record or, or local record stores, by the way. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. Great conversation with those guys. Great conversation. All right. So we'll do the letter of the day if you're ready. Sure. Yeah. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the President Steve Show is brought to you today by the letter. C is in Columbia. All right. And we now have another letter collected. Two more to go before we give away a pair of tickets and meet and greet passes with the Rival Sons. It's their show Saturday, June 3rd at Franklin Music Hall, presented by 93.3 WMMR, of course. And the show also features the record company and Starcrawler. And tickets are on sale now via AXS.com. And a second chance... To win tickets is out there and meet and greet passes as well on the contest page at WMMR.com. So check that out. We'll give that away on Friday. What's happening today, man? Well, on the program today, I'm going to premiere the brand new song from the Foo Fighters. Oh, wait. Oh, oh sorry. You already screwed yeah, that up. You did that. Bill said I was going to do that, but that's okay. <laughs> no, that's okay. Dude, uh, rock on. So I will have uh, an older song from the Foo Fighters. <laughs> so you probably some, heard a lot. You know, some yeah. of your, yeah, it'll it'll be fine. And, it'll be good. I mean, yeah, it yeah, won't be, be great. It won't be the brand new one. Right. Yeah. Leave it on in the background. Promise yeah. to me, yeah. but uh, that's all right. Kind I, of promise. It's exciting, really. I'll, I'll get over it um, <laughs> uh, with a steady dose of Valium and coffee. <laughs> um, now, other things to, besides that will include um, more passes for the Revivalists coming to play in our new performance studio uh, next week. And I'll have another pair of passes for that. That's the debut of uh, one of our artists in that performance hall, is it yes, not? Yes, indeed, sir. Very yeah. cool. Uh, it's a really beautiful space right down the hall from you guys. Um, and it's got room for the audience. It's got a mixing board. Uh, it's got a little stage on there. So we'll have conversation and music with the band and a studio audience uh, for our first archive session with a studio audience, actually, in some time. 
And uh, Workforce Blocks today have Nine Inch Nails for Trent's birthday. We got, well, all, all over the musical map as usual, a block of Kansas and a block of Pearl Jam. Yes. <laughs> so from Nine Inch Nails to Kansas to Pearl Jam, welcome to Pierre's show. It's everything that rocks. Everything that rocks. Yeah. Excellent. All right. Well, thank you, Pierre. And I want to thank our sponsors, Preston and Steve Show's brought to you today. By Duncan and uh, the Preston Steve Show runs on Duncan. Also brought to you by Wild Fork Meat and Seafood Market. You can enjoy the largest selection of quality meats and seafood at low prices. Tomorrow is shaping up to be a nice busy day. Uh, Glenn Howerton. Yeah. Always sunny in Philadelphia. Our good friend will be joining us via Zoom. Also, Keith Jones, now the president of the Philadelphia Flyers, will be on. And we'll have comedian Rob Cantrell joining us in studio. On top of all that, we'll find out who the first coolest teacher of the year is. Northern Burlington County Regional High School in Columbus, New Jersey. They're going to be voting. We may pick your school tomorrow. That's right. All right, so we'll do that tomorrow. That's it. We're done. Rage on. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow, friend. Bye-bye. What if you could make fresh, delicious meals at home without the stress of planning, prepping, or cleaning up? Introducing Tavala. Tavala is a first-of-its-kind meal service that makes eating well effortless. By combining a countertop smart oven with delivered meals, just scan a QR code to cook dinner. First, choose from a variety of chef-crafted meals delivered weekly to your door. When you're ready to eat, just do one minute of easy prep. Next, scan your meal's QR code with the Tavala Smart Oven, while the oven automatically switches between modes and temperatures for the perfect cook. Just sit back and relax. Your food's ready in 25 minutes or less. No shopping, no chopping, no cleanup. Simplify mealtime today with Tavala. Go to Tavala.com now to save $150 on a Tavala smart oven when you agree to order meals six times. That's T-O-V-A-L-A.com. Promo applied automatically at checkout. Tavala. Eat well effortlessly. Tavala.com.